0: You come in. You are most graciously welcome to Tens on Tens, a girl talk comedy podcast in which two tens make top ten lists about whatever they choose and shoot the shit, as it were. So procure the libation of your choice and, pardon my candor, sit down, shut up, and listen. Here are your hosts the debutantes of debauchery, the queens of crass, the mistresses of rockery, <laughs> Emma and Lowe. Um,
1: and anyway, we literally, I, I, Carly, counted down that one, and we're on the same felt wavelength. Good. Yeah, it felt, yeah. Felt good. I was just telling Lo that I'm really stupid, because <laughs> for us, our season two episode premieres tomorrow, and my ass on the Instagram was like, six days till episode one for season two. No, five days. So I had to skip over the two in the countdown, and I hope nobody <laughs> I can assure you, I did not notice. You know, so. like, I was like, I could point this out and be like, oh my god, I'm so stupid, I'm so sorry, or I could just... Not. Soup it under the rug. Yeah. Yeah, and, I like it. So now I'm calling it out here. So now
2: you guys won't know until
1: it's been out.
2: <laughs> yeah. So. Honestly, exposing yourself is better than someone else exposing you. I didn't even notice. The graphics look really good. Thank you. Yes. Um, Thanks,
1: Canva. <laughs> Sponsor Sponsored. me. <laughs> Thanks. I wish. Oh, my God. So we had such a blast at Lowe's birthday party. Ah, it was so much fun. It was so fun. We Messy. got up and embarrassed ourselves in front of our significant others, yes. which was really fun. It was fun. Um, but now we're here speaking of significant others. Um, oh, yes. This was such a fun episode to do because I am obsessed with a bad boy. Oh, same. Yeah. We love him. We love to hate him. We love to kiss them. <laughs> we love to dream about them. We love to
0: dream about We love them. to kiss
1: our pillows and <laughs> pretend we're kissing <laughs> them. And it, I don't know wh- where this comes from, but where, why do you
2: think women are so into bad boys? Well, I was just going to ask you, like, I know you and I are into it. I've been mm-hmm. into bad boys for, like, a, since a really long time. But is yeah. it universal? Everybody likes it I think boy? it is because women love a project. <laughs> I think that's what it is, too. They
1: want to be the one person that changes them. Like, that's that's what it is.
2: And... I know that that's so stupid and, like, stereotypical, but tell me I'm wrong. I, do you know how many times <laughs> I said in my notes, like, he's an asshole to everyone else except for this except, one person? Like, that that would be so special. Yeah, um, I definitely get that feeling. But I can tell you, it's also,
1: for me, a big part of it is, like, the aesthetic
0: of a bad boy.
2: Okay, so like a little bit greasy. Yeah. slicked back hair, cigarettes. Yeah, let me tell you bad decisions. something.
1: When <laughs> Ethan and I started dating, first of all he was a slut. So um <laughs> he was he was fucking his way all across the East Coast, I'll tell you that. But um he looked good doing it, that's for sure. He he had a motorcycle and like a little white shirt on and one time he like came to get me for a date and I was walking down. Outside and see him and he's leaning up against his motorcycle and his white t-shirt and his leather jacket and smoking a cigarette. I was like, shut, shut the fuck up. Uh, Are you joking? Yeah. No. You look so good. Fuck you. Um,
2: but anyway, I ended up being that one girl who hey, changed him. I love so
1: it. It does work
2: out sometimes. Well, it's quite confusing, right? Because we grow we grow up on like Disney princess and princes, mm-hmm. and like the princes obviously treat the princes really well. Mm-hmm. So then when do we make the transition from like being treated like a princess to being treated like garbage and thinking that, mm. that it's better. I'll tell you what, um,
1: it stems from the movie Aladdin. <laughs> uh, the scene where Jafar kidnaps Princess Jasmine and puts her in that slave suit and shit. Is that where it comes from? Yeah, and everyone's That's like, That's the one defining mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, she's in fucking, sh- like, handcuffs. And stuff. And True. If it,
2: it didn't make you gay. It made you into bad
1: boys. <laughs> <laughs> or did both. Or did both. So Well, I know? had my
2: first boyfriend at 15. And I remember, like, he was, I was such a goody two-shoes. And he was very much, like, he smoked weed and, like, mm. went out with all of his friends. And he was, like, really into, like, fast cars. I was so attracted to it. Because, yeah. maybe it's because it's, like, mysterious. It is a little.
1: Um But, you know, I think as you get older, you're kind of like, all men are not mysterious. They're just dumb. Um, and then you get to our age, and
2: you're like, I actually just want somebody that treats me well. I just, do you have a four
1: hundred and one k stability? So it was really fun to like kind of go back and get into that mind's sp- like headspace of like, why was I into this? Um, Which I still am, for the record. Yeah, and let's let's be real here. The, it, it, some of these men are problematic as fuck, mm-hmm. but we don't. We're not here to talk about that. Okay, <laughs> listen, no judgment zone. Okay, these men have done horrible things. <laughs> Some of them in real life. One of, of them mine them. on my list, I'm like, you've done bad things in real life. In but. real life, but no no judgment here.
2: Are they sexy? Cool, that's what we sure. can have. So. <laughs> the pod closet is a judgment-free zone today. This is true.
1: Um, <laughs> unless you talk about Bob Belcher as a sexy man one more time.
2: <laughs> I will continue to do it. He's not on
1: my list, but... Oh, no, also, no, it wasn't Bob that I had a problem with. It was Jerry from Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah. well, Bob is sexy, first of
2: all. Jerry, wait, what, what was the list for Jerry? I forgot. That was, it was like the DILFs episode. Oh wait, yeah, wait, Back in
1: the day. And you were like. I would fuck Jerry. Yeah, I stand I by that. I cannot forgive you for that. I stand by that. No <laughs> one, I will not have sex with anyone from the Rick and Morty cast, especially now. Oh Yeah. Dude, Ooh. they're fuck. They're fucking up real bad, and I can't believe Dan Harmon still has a job too. Because Jesus Christ, who'd have thunk that the creators of Rick and Morty were just bad to women? Um, All of us, right? Literally <laughs>
2: crazy. Oh God, I keep knocking shit around. I told
1: Lo as we bing started, bong. I was like, "Oh, our audio sounds great. We just don't have to knock into shit."
2: Yeah, we have our mic set up in like a very. I don't know. She's a professional. Yeah, it bing looks bong, good, bong, but it is hit. a little bing bang bong. You're gonna hit bing, it, bong. but.
1: Anyway, so uh, we have a pizza coming in an hour, so this is going to be a short one for you guys. I'll go ahead and get us kicked off here. Number 10 for me was Khal Drogo from Game of Thrones. (laughs) Okay. Um, So I don't think he comes to mind first for people when everyone's like, oh, I love a bad boy. But think about the the impact this man had on this franchise. He was in one season. (laughs) And yet that's the costume you buy at Spirit Halloween. (laughs) True. You know? True. Um, There's something about a man in eyeliner with no clothes on. (laughs) You're like, yeah, absolutely. I'd braid his hair. He'd kill someone for me. The ponytail. Mm -hmm. So I have a list here of bad traits and boyfriend traits, and we're going to compare them. Oh, okay. So boyfriend traits. He's protective, respectful, a provider. He will give you a pony. Um, that is important. <laughs> Not something many boys can do. I don't see our boyfriends giving us a pony. <laughs> yeah, and that's fulfilling a deep desire you've had in your heart since you were an infant. So it's a big one. Bad traits, rape and pillage, murder, yeah. enslavement, trafficking, arson, controlling temper, whatever. <laughs> whatever. But pony. But give me a pony. <laughs> I do want to mention, though, that I think that I, because I've recently started reading the Game of Thrones books because I'm a dweeb, um, he's a lot nicer in the books really yeah i really really have an issue with the tv show uh, uh, depicting daenerys and him and like the first time they had sex is like a rape right yeah that is what they depicted it was awful yeah. in the book it's like a whole thing where he distinctly does not touch her until she says yes and he only knows like yes and no in english like those are the only words he knows so it's like a really lovely scene about consent. consent. And they yeah. just were like, how about we don't do that? How about so, rape and pillage? So fuck you. But, Ugh, you know, that's classic. I like to imagine my Cal Drogo <laughs> as Jason Momoa, but nicer. Yeah. 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 So there you go. That's my number 10. Oh, you guys would look cute braiding oh. each other's hair. I know, right? Okay, here's all another thing that's fucking crazy to me um, before we move on is my uncle. He went to Comic-Con with, like, his kids because his kids are really into Comic-Con shit. I don't know. They dressed up like Homestuck characters. And um, he went to Starbucks while they were w- running around the con. And he's like, and I ran into this guy who was like 6'4", wearing nothing but a vest. And uh, I just started talking to him about some dumb shit. We got along great. And then he told me he was at the con. It was Jason Momoa. And so they're like <laughs> buddies. And I'm like, are you joking? So he's just a dweeb in a really hot bod? Cool. Oh, my right? gosh. And I'm like,
2: if I look like that, I would also
1: only just walk around in a vest, in a vest. at all times. If
2: that. If that, you know. Straight skin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Mm. I like that one. Yes, thank you. That's interesting about the book versus the show, though. I pisses me off. Yeah. That's the biggest issue I have with the
1: Game of Thrones franchise, is that they always were like, how about this female character gets sexually assaulted? Yeah,
2: violence and sexual assault. <laughs> Where it's not in the story at all. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Speaking of sexual assault, um, we're going to ignore the actual person. Uh, who plays this person. But my number 10 is Tom Haverford from Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Aziz Ansari does have some sexual assault allegations against him. Um, I never looked up to see where those are at now, but we're just going to separate. It was like coercion or something like that. Yeah, I think I went on a date or something, and yeah. Yeah. Not a good situation.
1: Listen, y'all. These men on this list are not going to be
2: great. They're Mm-mm. not going to be good people. We're putting the bad and bad boys. Yeah, we're putting the bad and bad boys. Yeah, but watch Parks and Rec if you haven't seen it. It's so good. But Tom Haverford is actually one of my favorite characters. He's super sarcastic. He's super mischievous, and he is just a complete underachiever, and that's his favorite thing to do. Um And he's a government official for the city of Pawnee, and he works with um, with Amy Poehler's character, yeah, Leslie. No, nope. totally fucking blinking, mm-hmm. Leslie. Yes. So Tom is kind of like an enduring like (laughs) dirtbag. So he like tries to date like any woman Mm -hmm. that's within like a 50 mile radius of him. Um, we even find out that he's actually married, but granted, it was a green card marriage mm-hmm. and he still continues to flirt with everybody. Um, he has really awful, shitty best friends. So everybody remembers John Ralphio and Mona
1: Lisa, I'm sure, Not because you forget
2: absolute, absolute hilarity. Um, but they're all equally money, sex and attention hungry. And that's who he keeps around him. And then Tom even has his own vocabulary for certain words. He's like really famous for the treat yourself mm-hmm. meme, but mm-hmm. I we might have all forgotten about the oh no no's list, which is a list of rules that women can't break if they were oh so lucky to date him. <laughs> even though he literally can't get a single woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But there's something about this quote-unquote bad boy that I find, like, absolutely endearing. And I think the trick to him, um, or his charm, is to, like, enjoy his douchebaggery as much as you can while remembering that he is ultimately harmless.
1: Yeah, you know, it's I guess the, like, the whole dirtbag thing, I wouldn't have a, like, put him as a bad boy. Because I think Tom Haverford wants to be a
2: bad boy. He wants really badly to really be a bad boy. Really badly, but he's such a dweeb, right. you know. Yeah, and that's why he's very, um, at the top of my list because mm-hmm. he's not really a bad boy, but when I when I heard this category, I thought of him. Oh, yeah. You know what? I, I do really
1: like Parks and Rec. I think it's better than The Office, which is my hot take. I think so, too. And I also think that you can pretty much gauge anybody's personality by, it. like, everyone is, like, a combination of two Parks and Rec characters. Like, you, I think, are Ann Perkins and Ben Wyatt. Oh, no! <laughs> Okay, I can see that. Yes. Okay. I, I've been told I'm Donna Meagle and Mona Lisa. <laughs> I can see that too. Um every time I take one of those like character test mm-hmm. Donna Meagle's always in my top three. And I'm like,
2: yeah, that's At least I'm you know. not a Leslie. At least neither of us are a Leslie. Yeah. She just does the most. Oh god But I'm Ben, which is one step down. Ben is fun, but he's he's a little anxious. Yeah. <laughs> Same self. <laughs> Sponsored but, by but, yeah, so, but, you know, you're very <laughs> fun.
1: Um so it, it balances out. But I do think that's true. Tom Haverford, huh? Yeah. I Tom Haverford and DJ Roomba.
2: They can sweep oh, me off my feet any
1: day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, moving on to another problematic boo. Uh, have you ever seen the um, really old black and white streetcar named Desire movie? Stella! Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. Isn't Marlon Brando sexy as fucking? Oh my movie? <laughs> gosh, so toxic but so hot. <laughs> he invented sex in yes. that movie. Yes, he really did. Oh my god. And like, even if you're not into old movies... Watching this movie as a young teenager changed the trajectory of my life. I would say so, Because I think Marlon Brando was actually, like, the first person to popularize wearing just a white Mm. T-shirt. And as we know, that uh, really gets you. That's... (laughs) That's the sluttiest thing a man can wear. I'm, I'm With, like a little cuff on the <laughs> sleeves. Ooh. Yeah. I wrote in my notes his boyfriend traits were dresses like a slut, <laughs> <laughs> capital S L U T, and yells a lot. He's very aggressive. Yeah, I said sex appeal off the charts. <laughs> very passionate, which is great. We are going to look over his uh, anger issues and violent <laughs> tendencies. Um, you seem to be doing that a lot. Yeah. That's why they're at the bottom of the list, man. Uh I kinda rank them as like mo- like what I actually want them to be, my boyfriend. Okay, okay. So these guys are at the bottom. Like, I just wanna look at y'all. Can you just stand yeah. there? Please? You don't even speak. I just wanna just, I just wanna don't touch. There's this particular scene in that movie where Marlon Brando's talking to um Vivian Lee's character and he's like there's just some cats fighting outside. You don't have to be scared. And then he goes, like he yells at her. <laughs> that shit had me gone. <laughs> I was like 15 being like, whoa, fuck. <laughs> I think about it still to this day. Um, so, Marlon Brando, if you hear this, beyond the grave. in <laughs> <Me>, Abu. <Yeah. laughs> we need to have a seance later. Um, he's on my time travel would-do list, for sure. Oh, yeah. For
2: sure. I think he's
1: on a lot of people's. Oh. oh, my God. You have got to see if you haven't seen his, like, screen tests for that movie,
2: too. I have not. I'm a little scared to open the Pandora's box. That is that.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> gonna happen to me. I'm convinced that's the sexiest actor to ever go on yeah. screen. I'm convinced. That's a
2: really good one. Thank you. <laughs> So my number nine is also from a
1: movie.
2: Mm. Um, It is Patrick Verona from 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, yeah. I I thought about putting him on there, too. Uh, What a sweet babe. Oh, Heath Ledger, rest in peace. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who have not seen the movie, it is a take on Shakespeare's classic Taming of the Shrew. But it takes place in a fictional town near Seattle. So a sophomore student who's played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who I also love. I love him so much. Um, But his character's name is Cameron. He falls head over heels for the girl of his dreams, who is popular and wealthy sophomore Bianca, but learns that her father has prohibited her from dating until her older sister, who is ill-tempered, hot-headed, Cat, starts to date, right? So can't date until Cat dates, right? Yeah. So, she, But Kat is a, a shrew, she, basically. She's a little bit of a bitch. <laughs> um, she's a senior, and she's eagerly awaiting the moment so that she can like leave town and never talk to any of these people again. So to solve his problem, Cameron, so Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he um, enlists his friend, who is a wealthy aspiring model and self-absorbed senior, Joey Donner, and that friend finds the only guy who could possibly be a match for Kat, who is Patrick Verona, pa- played by Heath Ledger. And Patrick is a mysterious bad boy who's a junior, which I actually didn't remember this. He's a year younger than Kat. Oh, I didn't ooh. remember that, which is kind of sexy. Yeah, it's kind of cute. And he has a really nasty <laughs> reputation of his own. So for $500, Patrick has to swoon Kat, go out with her, and break her heart before the end of the school year. But Patrick Verona is, like, the stereotypical, like, high school bad boy. He's got, like, the greasy, like, hot, long hair. Mm-hmm. Like, he smokes, he drinks, he parties. Like, But underneath it all, he's, like, a big softie. Which is just the best. Yes. Um, he's constantly getting into trouble at the beginning of the movie, but as they start to progress, him and Kat, and he's trying to swoon her, he's, like, getting a soft spot for Kat, which, as we know, if you're an asshole to everybody but the one person, it's like, ooh. It's so sweet. It's so sweet. Uh, yeah, we love it. She gets way too drunk at a party, and he, like, carries her off of the table after she hits her head on the lamp and takes care of her because she probably has a concussion, and then she throws up all over his shoes, and he's still, like, an absolute sweetheart, and makes sure she gets home safe. Um, But as they hang out past this, he starts to develop real feelings for her, and she becomes more vulnerable to him than she has with anyone else, and vice versa. It's the cutest movie of all
1: time. so cute. Yeah. Um, Can I tell you of a time that, like, this movie affected the trajectory of my life? Please do. I went to like a summer camp before high school that was like essentially like where are we gonna put all the gay kids? Put them in an acting camp. <laughs> they can learn to do whatever the fuck they want. We'll have open mic at lunch. Anyway, um they I was in like an acting class and the guy that would go on to be my theater teacher in high school was like typecasting all of us and we had to do scenes all the time. And I always got scenes from that movie and I was always really? Bianca. Always. Really? Yes. I mean, it was if he was like typecasting me as the younger sister. Mm-hmm. And it went to my head that I was like, oh, so I got to be like bitchy and cool, too. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and that definitely and changed. The rest is history. And the rest is history. <laughs> um, but I do love that movie. This is such a good movie. Man. What's your favorite scene
2: from that one? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, definitely the poetry scene at the end just oh, absolutely rips my heart that out. Is, that's a good one. Which yeah. I won't spoiler if you guys haven't seen it, but I cry every mm-hmm. single time. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. I yeah,
1: and there's so many iconic scenes in that movie. I really think though, just at the beginning where you're meeting Patrick and he's lighting shit on fire with the Bunsen burner. Yeah, class,
2: yeah. like, yeah, that should have yeah. had me goo-goo ga in yeah. high school. Oh my God, same. And then they were talking to him about the things that Cat likes and doesn't like <laughs> so that he can like sort of change himself and transform. <laughs> and he's smoking and, and um Joseph Gordon levins character is like, Oh yeah, cat hates smoking, and he's like, So I'm a non-smoker? No, <laughs> he like throws a cigarette oh, out. You don't that's think great. I'm pretty? that's, the, that's yeah. the one for me. Yeah, was, she likes a
1: pretty boy. Oh, you don't think I'm pretty? Let me tell you what. I love a pretty boy too. Mm-hmm. If it's not a bad boy, I like an all-American dumbass. I really oh, do. Oh, not me. It's one you or the other. Yeah. I, oh, I'm like you need to be. Also, super they also serious. wear a white T-shirt. I think that's, that's really just That's like, it. <laughs> you're either in the leather jacket or the letterman, bitch. Pick that's one.
2: It. That's all white, you get. <laughs> the white's underneath. You get a change of jacket, and then yeah, we're good. Uh, anyway,
1: that's that's a great one. And oh. I, I think that Heath Ledger, too, is just, like, there's there's a dreamy quality to his face uh-huh. that he looks so sensitive and deep,
2: and you're like, oh And the accent doesn't hurt either. Yes. Oh. RIP I want to rewatch that. Real
1: one. <laughs> R.I.P. to a real one. They just don't make teen movies out of Shakespeare novels like they used to. I mean, fuck. No, they don't. Goddamn, we need to get back to that. Okay, uh, number eight for me is none other than John Hamm's most famous character, uh, Don Draper from Mad Men.
2: I have never seen the show, and the amount of people that tell me to watch it is astronomical. I mean, it's. There's no plot.
1: <laughs> you know that. <laughs> but that doesn't mean it's not good. Like, my favorite movie, or one of my favorite movies, is the Marie Antoinette movie. No plot. There's no plot to that. But I've never seen that either. Fucking vibes just the whole time. Yeah. And it's like every still is a painting. The same can be said about Mad Men. It's yeah. just visually beautiful and impressive to like the accuracy that it has with its costuming and its characters are fascinating. Don Draper is an interesting like anti hero. Um, and I could look at John Ham. Till I die, I could just gaze These at point. him. I, ooh. Those eyebrows! Oh my God! My best friend um, Lexi, she said, "Once upon a time, she was like, that's the only man I would ever call daddy, and we've called him Daddy John Ham <laughs> since." So, Daddy, daddy Ham. <laughs> I I like me like an older man. Like yeah. I love an actor in his fifties. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I'm obsessed with him and David Tennant specifically, which is like you kind of have to get it to get it. He looks like a rat, I understand, but like I'm obsessed <laughs> with him. And so when Ethan and I were watching Good Omens for the first time, it was like the first time he'd seen David Tennant or John Hammond, anything, and they're both in that show. And he was like, "Wow, they're pretty good actors." And I'm there, vibrating in the corner, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Literally, literally vibrating, like again. trying to keep it together.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh, you're like, I'm gonna have a breakdown. And then you're like, Ethan, do you want to hear how this changes the trajectory of my life?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, Mad Men is just like a, a great show. You have to watch it. But like I said, there's not there's not much happening. But Don Draper is an interesting character study. As a boyfriend, he will cheat on you. He will lie to you. He will be emotionally unavailable. Oh hell yeah, that feels comfy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know this. That's familiar. Drama. Um,
1: but at the same time,
2: he will also look like John Hamm and be yeah. rocking those like sixties tailored
0: suits, bitch.
2: You know, maybe mm. that's the key, because I have been lied to, I've been cheated on, but they never look like Johnny.
1: that's why this is, I stand by this. You never date an ugly man, you never give an ugly bitch a chance because they will all fucking treat yes. you like dirt in the end, so you might as well get some fucking strange yeah. ones. Might as well get some eye candy. Yeah. I live by that. And remember that time I put all my ex-boyfriends on Instagram and made people vote How on
2: it. <laughs> How can I forget that moment? Uh
1: yeah, I was like, listen, if anything this just this proves that I only fuck tens, that's it. That's I'm I only date tens and um I stand by that because I will never let an ugly man wrong. We, That's right. I will never. I do love that. it. Um, so anyway, Don Draper, he uh, will look like John Hamm the whole time. He'll be wearing those tailored suits. We love that. He's a man in a suit. And then also rich as fuck. So
2: oh, like, cheat all you want.
1: Cheat all you want, bitch. Have fun. Um, do not care. I can cheat too. Cool. We are in it. That so who is like he cheating big big. on? Big Booby Hendrix? or no? Actually, on? you know what's interesting about that show is so Big Booby Hendricks.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Also known as Christina. <laughs> I talk about her again later, um, so. Christina Sorry, Hendricks, Big who plays
1: um, Joan H- Hathaway, Haraway, something like that, Car- I don't know, um, in the show is, like, the one woman he does not approach sexually. There's two characters that are women that he doesn't ever have a fling with. Wait, why? Well, because her, I mean, her she, first name is Big Booby. Literally. Yes. Well, she's a fucking his, like, partner at the at the firm. firm. Okay. Um, but also he kind of views her as, like, his equal like his like oh. female equivalent because okay. she's sexy as hell mm-hmm. smart as fuck she's not backing down for anybody i love her uh you're making me want to watch it please please just for joan because she's like a she's like a modern day venus archetype Ooh. and she fascinates and entrances me and i love her so much yeah. um thanks big booby. thanks big booby. we love you so much <laughs> really and honestly and she's got that little like Doll voice and the doll face. I don't know. Yeah. I could talk about her forever. Did you guys know I'm gay? <laughs> um, it changed the James <laughs> introduction. That would be that show's just full of hot hot bitches uh, here and there. Anyway, I get money. The, yeah, so I literally put for him boyfriend traits Don Draper. <laughs> That's it. He looks like. Don Draper. <laughs> That's it. His boyfriend traits are that he's Don Draper, mm-hmm. and the rest is that he's the the worst. So okay. <laughs> there you go. All
2: right. I like it. Thank you. You make me want to watch it. Please do. Between that and you talked about, I think you talked about the set, like, architecture. Oh, yeah. In one of our previous episodes. I kind of want to check it
1: out now. Oh, God. The show's, it's so in-depth. Like, they also look into, like, what was the weather like on this day in 1967? And then they do that on the show. Like, the accuracy is off the charts. It's like, any show or movie that goes hard on costuming, I'm there.
2: Because that's hard
1: to do. Oh, yeah. And, oh,
2: I think the Uh. reason I've been putting it off is because, like, I already deal with enough misogyny in my life, Mm. and I don't really want to pick up, like, a show that has more in it. Which is fair. Uh, Which is totally fair. we'll see. I might get in the mood for a little
1: misogynoir. mm, (laughs) Yeah, what I do like about it is that the female characters in it Mm -hmm. are very good. So, like, Joan, Peggy, Betty, fascinating, interesting characters. And to watch, like, how women navigated the 60s, Oh, it's superb.
2: Okay, I want to check that. Welcome to the sixties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Okay, so my number eight is from Downton Abbey. Oh god, I've never seen that show. Girl, you better get into this gig. <laughs> it's Thomas Barrow from Downton Abbey, who's fucking hot. Can okay. you be a bad boy in the twenties? Yes, you can because he's gay. Oh. Okay. I have two on my list who are only bad boys because they have so many feelings about being gay and not accepted and so they take it out on so others, they take it out on others and they're big big old booty holes okay so for those of you booty <laughs> hole no pun intended um for those of you who have not seen downton abbey um it is set on a very fictional country estate called downton abbey mm. i thought it was a person for a really long time it is not it's and their estate um and it takes place between 1912 and 1926 so like you said in the 20s And it depicts the lives of the very rich Crawley family and their domestic servants in the post-Edwardian era. So really cool because you get, like, upstairs of the family and Mm -hmm. then downstairs are all the servants. And Ah. it's like a big soap opera because you got all the drama going on upstairs, all the drama going on with the servants downstairs. But so many things happen in the show. They have, like, the Spanish influenza come down um, and, like, rain on them. They have the Titanic go down during the show. So, like, a lot of historical stuff. So, like, the research was done. Yeah. Which is good. So, we're introduced to Thomas Barrow, who is actually the main antagonist of the show, and he's one of the servants that lives downstairs. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people just call him Barrow, so I'll probably refer to him Mm -hmm. as that from now on, but he was the first footman in the house, and he aspired to be a valet, which is, like, basically the right-hand man of, like, the main of the house. A man servant? Um, Yes, a man servant. And he, oh, he wears, like, a nice little suit. Mm -hmm. Again, looks great Mm -hmm. in a suit, Mm -hmm. but he's gay, so I'm sad. Um, If you want a man that is, like, hot, smart, and nice, he's gay. (laughs) Gay, 100%, I know. Um, so like I said, he was a gay man who couldn't live his truth as a gay man because homosexuality was a crime in the UK at that time, if we all remember. Um, if he had been caught with any man, which he's actually with a few men during the show, he could have been in prison for the rest of his life. So because of that, he is super brooding. He's, he's got a cloud over his head since the day he arrives. Mm. He, um... He basically, like, is cold, he's got this very, like, harsh facade, and he lashes out by doing, like, the most conniving and mischievous things in the house, not only to the rich family, but to the servants downstairs. So, his dream is to become a valet, and he they're dashed by this guy who who ends up coming onto the scene, and I won't give away too much, but it's, the guy's name is John Bates, and he wears a cane, and Thomas goes so far, and he's so infuriated, and he calls him (laughs) Long John Silver. Oh my god. Super rude. So, Thomas is kind of an asshole. <laughs> um. Then John Bates fell on his face um, because he can't walk very well, and Thomas laughed. Borrow laughed really hard at him, so he's kind of just an asshole. As you do. Yeah, but he does have very redeeming qualities, and this starts to show like as the season goes on. And then there's also two movies, which mm. I haven't seen the latest movie, which I need Ooh, to. I haven't but either, so. <laughs> he saves um, Lady Edith, which is one of the ladies upstairs, the sister, um, mm-hmm. from a fire. He didn't oh. have to do that because he pretended like he hated them the whole time. Um, You didn't have to do all that? You didn't have to do all that. I'm like, save me from a
1: fire, please. Right.
2: But his pain just builds up and builds up. Um, But in the final season, he has shown to have, like, a really great relationship with all the children. So all the Crawley children. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was especially close to the little boy, George. And in the end, he becomes more and more friendly. And he realized that the house and the servants and the family loves him, whether he is gay or not. And so basically, he gets to immigrate to the United States, and it is presumed that he um, helps with the, the pro-gay mm-hmm. movement over there. That's, is
1: was it illegal, was it ever illegal in the United States to, like... I don't know, that's a really good question.
2: I don't know, I don't think so. Frantically
1: Googling. Sodomy laws, yeah. Sodomy laws, that's the word.
2: That's Yeah, <laughs> secondary charges for most of the 19th and 20th century. Mm-hmm. But now, it was never, like, actually law. But in the UK, they said, absolutely not, you
1: cannot be gay. We don't fuck with that.
2: So it was always really sad, because I feel like Borrow would find, like, men he was interested in, and they would be interested in him, and then they would be like, oh, you're gay, like, get away from me, I can't be seen with you. Bitch, you're gay, too.
0: I know. (laughs) I
2: know.
1: That's fucking tragic. Uh, But I'm happy that he kind of got a happy ending, that's good. I
2: know. He's so cute. (laughs) Have you ever seen his face? Mm Mm-mm. Give me... Let me look up, um, who the actor is. I can look it up, too, too, I guess. I love, like, a good dark hair.
1: Yes. Yes. You know, I always thought that I had a type that I was like, okay, yeah, he's very stern. Study. I do like a those cheekbones can like, cut glass. Yeah, yeah. I did always think that I was like, oh, I love like a dark hair. I even love, like dark eyes, like brown eyes. Love it. Oh yeah. Um, and it, you know, you and I are both over here like we love dark hair, and both of our boyfriends are gingers.
2: <laughs> what happened? What happened? <laughs> uh, also, the actor's name is Rob James Collier. Just everyone knows, and he is fine as hell. Ah, oh, yeah. Is he gay in real life? Hold on.
1: Do you know what I really... This is... It's uh, not. Maybe I'll leave this till the end, because I don't know who's on your list. Go oh, ahead. I'm gonna leave it. Okay. Next one on mine, which, by the way... They, Wait, you
2: were gonna say something about someone else?
1: Yeah, but I don't know what's on your list, and I don't want to, like, bring them up too soon, Oh, so. by all
2: means. They might be. I'll just stop you from speaking. Oh, I be like, eh, okay. Uh. Um, so somebody
1: who has like the dark hair and like blue eyes thing that everyone's like obsessed with Archer. <laughs> right, right. He's a bad boy. I should have had him. Oh, in girl. That, wh- how many times are you go to thirst after Archer on this podcast? As many as I want. <laughs> as many as I want. Because it's my show. Treat me badly, <laughs> daddy. Yeah. Um, no. Ian Somerhalder is like I think he's creepy. Oh, I did not put him on my list because I thought you would. No, because I hate him. <gasps> Oh, told oh, the saying. blue eyes. He's that... so creepy to me. And it's weird now that he's older and he doesn't take off his fedora. What are you hiding,
2: <laughs> What's Ian? T- well, tune in for our celebrity <laughs> conspiracy episode. And we might talk about his we fedora. We might talk
1: about his fedora. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Did you cover that in the
2: next one? No. Oh, God. I wish. Somebody wish. Although I might Google it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he just weirds me out. I'm, I, mean, I don't understand no, it. No, I don't blame you. I used to have a big crush on him. And then he got older. And then I, I just was like, oh.
1: Oh. Ooh, I got a text message from our DoorDasher. Hey, Who wants me to go break. meet them with my ID, which, by, by the way, I can't believe how easy it is to get alcohol on DoorDash, <laughs> because, like, all you have to do is, like, upload your ID. But it could be anybody's ID. You could just take yeah, a picture. A you could take a picture of your mom's ID. They don't care. Mm-hmm. They'll just drop it off to you. I'm, I swear to God, if this shit was around when I was in high school, I would be fucking... <laughs>
2: I told him even she'd be dead in a ditch. I would
1: be dead in a All of the times that I probably should have been, you know. And here I am. Uh, yeah. And you know what? That changed the trajectory of my life. That changed the trajectory of my life. You ever blacked out in a field listening to Kesha? No, you haven't lived. Then you haven't lived yet. <laughs> you ever a shotgun a mad dog in <laughs> a baseball field? No. In a brown Pippa bag. <laughs> uh, you ever mix milk and kahlua because you didn't have anything uh, else? Oh God, <laughs> this is bad boys, not bad decisions.
0: <laughs> it's all part of the. It's all part of the shtick, you know.
1: Okay, let me pause. Pause. <laughs> all right, hi friends, we're back. Um, hi. So it's been no amount of time for you. It's been a few minutes for us. We had some pizza and some oh, cheesecake. It was so good. <laughs> Fat and sassy. Getting fat and sassy. Let me tell you what. I'm going to slip for some cheesecake. I said it once. I'll say it again. I've been thinking about it for like weeks and it did not disappoint. Okay. I'm glad you liked it. Thank you. Is that, that, you know, when you go to a pizza place and you see cheesecake on the menu, that <laughs> is a gamble. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I think if you're going to get cheesecake from any kind of restaurant, it should be a pizza place. Like an Italian restaurant. Not the right? factory. Cheesecake factory. <laughs> cheesecake factory. Although their uh, cheesecake is... I don't know. I can't. They give you big ol- They give you a lot of it. They do. And
2: that's because it's a factory. All they do all day is just hump out cheesecake. <laughs> and they're tired.
1: They're, they're so tired. They don't even have time to think about their weird ass decor. No. That's why they they
2: they throw up like thinks, sphinxes and shit. Yeah, I was thinking day. about that the other day because my. Um, Parents wanted to take me out for my birthday, but I know that they're kind of picky. So I was like, "The Cheesecake Factory has a dictionary of a menu." So I was like, "Let me take them there, so they can flip through 17 pages of a menu." And I was looking around, and I was like, "Why is this Egyptian? <laughs> what's like, happening? What's going on?" It's like Egyptian meets meets Tuscan revival mm-hmm. kitchens
1: meets like Moroccan. I don't know. Do they eat cheesecake in Egypt? Do
2: they uh, do that? I'm furiously
1: googling. Know. Do is, they eat? Is that cheesecake a
2: Cheesecake in Egypt. All I know is, I love. Here it. are the, some of the best places in Cairo to find a cheesecake. <laughs> Nobody does cheesecake better than Cheesecake Mania. It doesn't seem like you know, like a, like a staple of the cuisine. But eight what cheesecakes do you seriously need to try in Cairo. Wait, what? Is that a real thing? Is this- <laughs> Did we just debunk? Any, any of our Egyptian <laughs> listeners,
1: please. What are your views on cheesecake and the Cheesecake Factory? Yes, please tell us. Um, I have a colleague going to Egypt. I'll ask her. For real? Oh. I, my mom and I almost went once upon a time. I don't know why we didn't go.
2: Maybe the Civil War. I feel like it's such a cool place that. I don't know. I feel like it's such a cool place that people like forget that they mm-hmm. want to travel to, but then like if you get the opportunity, you're like, oh my gosh, I want to go. Yeah, except
1: I feel like I'd just be absolutely fucked up in any kind of hot climate. Like I would oh, be yeah. miserable, out of my mind. God, cheesecake sweating out my pores at that point, like. Oh, anyway, <laughs> She's
2: coming out of all the orifices We
1: also got we also got two very large vats of ranch dressing. <laughs> I was like on DoorDash, being like, "Why is it eight dollars for ranch?" It's because it's an it's like metric it's like, shit ton. Imagine of ranch.
2: imagine the container that hot and sour soup comes in, and that's what our ranch came in. Listen, it was good as hell. You can tell our blood sugar feels better
1: because we're like la 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 la. Okay. And now it's talk, time to talk about Draco Malfoy that's from right. the Harry Potter franchise. Oh my
2: gosh. I'm so sorry. I'm going to interrupt you. Breaking cheesecake news. Um, So apparently cheesecake originated in ancient Egypt from 2000 to 4000 BC. You're joking. So Cheesecake Factory said, fuck you guys. (laughs) We know exactly what we're doing. Okay,
1: but then explain the Tuscan revival element. Wait, that's insane.
2: I'm learning so much. Wow. Why? Okay. Why? <laughs> I just, I'm reading. Now I'm like, I want to do like a top 10 like shit I didn't know about <laughs> shit, cheesecake.
1: Shit I didn't know about cheesecake. Wow. Um, it's delicious. It slaps at all times. It's a top, top three dessert for me, easily. I think for me, like number one, banana pudding. Number Ooh. two, cheesecake. Number three, ice cream.
2: Really? Just yeah. blanket statement ice cream? Ooh. Yeah. Any kind in particular I I don't fucking care. Gelato, ice cream. Put that shit in my mouth. (laughs) That's what. I'm not discriminatory. (laughs) Any kind of ice cream. Soft serve.
1: Oh, Bing (laughs) Bong. bing bong um, okay <laughs> anyways <laughs> we were talking about bad boys uh, not cheesecake bad boys make me want dessert and that's why we started talking mm, about yummy, it yummy so sweet um, okay <laughs> so this one I have is my number 7 I couldn't like <coughs> go through this episode without mentioning him for me he's not a particular bad boy like I was not obsessed with him but I know lots of our listeners probably are and that is Draco Malfoy from the Harry Ooh. Potter franchise. Um mm-hmm. this one is I, I almost didn't put Stay on the list protect. for a few reasons because A, the difference between a villain and a bad boy character is like it's not bad boy characters have bad qualities, but you're still supposed to like them. Mm-hmm. Like that's the ultimate goal, right? Draco Malfoy we're not supposed to like
2: <laughs> at no, all. I wanna put him in a dungeon. And
1: J.K. Rowling's gone on like Record being like, if you like Draco, go to therapy. Um,
2: <laughs> he's not a good
1: person, but I guess like the fan fandom has like absolutely just reimagined what they think Draco is, and like his one redeeming quality is that his mom is of MILF, and that uh,
2: <laughs> is that in the boyfriend category, uh, his mom's a MILF.
1: <laughs> I said in his boyfriend traits, I said rich as hell, dresses nice, hates everyone but you. Like that's that's like the fan Draco Malfoy vibe. Um, yeah, but I guess in the movie, since he was kind of like, I'm not, I'm not going to go to the dark side. Like, I'm going to, you know, go fuck off into my castle or whatever. People are like, oh, he's secretly a good person. I don't know about that. He is fine as hell, though. He is fine as hell. Yeah. And he does be rocking them suits. And he's like, what, 16?
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, bitch, go ahead. Go off. Um, the only problem with me, if Draco Malfoy were to have been my boyfriend when I was 16, we would look like the Aryan ideal. And oh, I, you would. I could not go around with that. No. Um, me and Captain Peroxide, um, <laughs> somebody get that boy some fucking toner. He's 11 years old walking around with his straw Yellow. ass hair yeah. and they didn't have to do him like that. Hey, bale looking. No. And they gave him that little butt cut in the fourth movie. It just made him look all greasy and shit. And I was like, isn't he supposed to be handsome?
2: What do you want from me? Didn't
1: stop the bitches from thirsting all the fuck over him.
2: Yeah. But no, that's fair. I do. Okay. So you mentioned like there's a fine line between like a bad boy and a mm-hmm. villain. Mm-hmm. And I also think another thing I would like to bring up is the amount of grease in your hair also determines if you're a villain or a bad boy because period. he went a little bit too far. Periods. Okay, because I think by the, the like argument of like, okay, he's somebody that
1: you're supposed to like despite his bad qualities. People would probably say, "Oh, Snape is a bad boy. I hate Snape. I hate everybody. I hate everybody in Harry Potter that's not Robert Pattinson, Cedric Diggory." What was that? Who? Who? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I. I don't know. I. I do actually like them, but I don't think I would want to date many of the characters in Harry Potter okay. except Cedric Diggory. Um, yeah. Do you hear that? If you're listening, if you're listening Robert Pattinson. <laughs> I sh- one day this bit's gonna get old, and it's not today. So not today. we're giving it up. We're giving it up Not for the next five years. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So those are my thoughts on on Draco, and I know that the people listening are gonna have feelings and thoughts. Please tell me. Please let me know all about them. Um, I like a handsome boy, and I think I think that people need to get over their dislike of men with blonde hair. I think that deeply.
2: You're speaking directly to me because I
1: don't like men with blonde hair. No, not really. Dating a man that's ginger is like one step away from that. I know. I need you to know. They're one gene for. But it's not stepping on it. That's shown <laughs> <happens. Sure> up. <laughs> I think that like there's lots of handsome blonde men, and I think that people sure need to sure, sure sure. Chad Michael Murray. Eh. What? Eh. Waiting for you is like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no that's not your line <laughs> not the rant <laughs> coming back
1: ladies on the spot
2: um <laughs> what does she say waiting for you is like, like waiting, waiting for, for rain, rain in this drought useless and disappointing, and disappointing. welcome <sighs> to
1: um welcome to our show <laughs> we're hillary
2: duff now. why not why not yes. anyways <laughs> um are we okay
1: no but we've had a lot of pizza, so... <laughs> and coffee. And coffee. Um, and I had... Tr- this is my second drink. I'm, I'm not drunk. I'm just like this. This so, is just who this, I this am. This is just who
2: I am. All right. Well, we're moving it right along yes, here. Yes, absolutely. R. <laughs> All right, Drink. <PJ>, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, So my number seven is from the show Shameless. It mm-hmm. is Mick- Mickey Milkovich. I also have not watched Shameless. <gasps> because...
1: Because... And I'll tell you why. It's it because... It's troubling. It's because Emmy Rossum and her... Trailer Park Hot Girl Era would keep me. <laughs> I'm sorry it's serving. Well, yeah, yeah, I could not
2: handle that it. That would change the trajectory I of just, your
1: life, truly and, and honestly. And I know it because she's giving me like like Podunk Princess. She's so pretty. Backwoods like- Barbie. I cannot handle that Podug shit. Po Dug
2: princess. Yeah. <laughs> well, for those of you who have not seen Shameless, like dear Emma over here, it's the story of the Gallagher family, and they have six kids in this family, Fuck. and they have a super drunk, super selfish father, Frank. So the mm-hmm. eldest daughter, our dug princess herself, Fiona, <laughs> has to raise the rest of the family and the kids on her own. So basically, this family does, they lie, they cheat, they steal um, food, money, et cetera, to basically survive while their mm-hmm. father takes everything and offers nothing. Like, the biggest piece of shit in the whole mm-hmm. world. So, within the show, there's quite a few unlikable characters. Like, I can't really say that any of them are very endearing at first, but there's one that stands out as a true a-hole, and that is Mickey Milkovich. Mm -hmm. Um, But we start to find out that he's an a-hole for a really good reason, and it kind of mirrors Barrow's story, which is like, he's gay and not accepted, Mm -hmm. and so he just lashes out. Mm -hmm. Okay, so...
1: Speaking of podunk Princess. Speaking of podunk princess. Princess.
2: um, he is known in the show as one of the most aggressive neighborhood thugs. So he has stolen so many items from stores. He's sent to juvie at a super early age, and he is raised in a family house where there's like a copious amount of weapons. Like his parents are not good people. Healthy. Yeah. Um, he was first introduced as a bully to one of the main characters in the Gallagher family, Ian, who has red hair. Mm-hmm. Mickey has very dark, almost black hair. Um, so no blondes in this story. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm sorry Gosh. <laughs> yes. okay. what is that even coming from a truly, truly? Okay. <laughs> um, so Mickey is a closeted gay for a long time in this show um, he does have a sexual relationship with Ian who is also gay throughout season one and two and he ends up developing strong feelings for him later on and they even end up getting married Aww, that's pretty cute <gasps> But the reason that Mickey is on this list is, I think, we've already talked about this, but we all had a fantasy as teens that we would like to meet a bad boy who's a total asshole to everybody but us. Mm-hmm. Like, we're the only mm-hmm. ones they're vulnerable with, or they could be themselves around. Obviously. And Mickey is undoubtedly this character with Ian. Um, he's super complex. He displays a lot of different facets to his personality. He's violent. Um, he's aggressive. But a lot of the time, it's never without reason. And... Um, Basically, basically, he is—he's got a soft, like, vulnerable side, and his walls are down with Ian. Um, uh, um. Why did I say it like that?
1: <coughs> struggling to oh, get out. I need
2: to take a nap. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, so Mickey is just kind of a closeted gay bad boy who has a soft spot for a redhead, and I can. I can really... Yeah, you're like, me. Me. <laughs> but anyways, so Mickey... Um, I actually think there's a YouTube compilation. I can't remember the name of the person who put it together. But there's a YouTube compilation of Mickey and Ian's best moments. And it's just so sweet.
1: Have you ever met somebody in real life named Mickey? Quickly. No. <laughs> I,
2: had to, I had to sort through, but no, I don't think so. I Have you? I, I
1: think it's a fake name. I really do. Because His real name is... Mac- Michael or some shit, Mik- right? Mikhaila. Mikhailo. Are you joking? He's Russian. Oh, that's cool. That's fine.
2: M- Mikhailo Alexander Milkovich.
1: Okay, I see now.
2: Because I'm Mik- like... Mikhailo. Mik- Mik- Mikhailo Mikhail. or some Something like, like that. that. I don't know. I feel like... Because if somebody's name is
1: Michael, they're going to go by Mike. Mm-hmm. You know? God, I just... I am so twitchy because there's an Adderall shortage. I have been unmedicated oh. for like a month. It's fine. Um... Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever met anybody named Mickey for real. Hey, Mickey, you're so fine. Which you're is so a shame fine. because of that song. Exactly. Yeah. We shouldn't make it happen. Um, I know, like, Mickey, like the mouse. That's Ooh-hoo. what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I hate? This, I know in my back pocket, every man you've ever met has a Mickey Mouse impression ready to go. at all times. Really? i have, to, I have every, to ask them in my life. Every single one of them. And if they don't, they know how to do the stitch voice, and that's worse.
2: So, <laughs> know that. And if you doubt me. My brother does a really good golem.
0: I do love a golem
2: impression. <laughs> That's so... so he used weird. to scare the shit out of me with it. Oh, God. Because I'd that, be, like, down the hallway, he'd be like, "My Bridget. Ethan does it, too,
1: except he does the, like, the song that he sings when he's, like, whacking the fish on the rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's even creepier. When Ethan's, like, making dinner, he's like, oh, I wish safe to have fish? Like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, having a boyfriend's That's weird. That's your bad boy. Yeah. That's who he turned Jesus into. No, it. no, here's why I was pissed about this, because... When I was in college, I had pink hair, so literally the only guys that ever hit on me were like, the guys were like, you want to be my anime waifu? (laughs) Like that shit? Yeah. And I was like, no. No. Just because I got protagonist hair does not mean I want your balls. Okay, get off of my dick.
2: That's around the time Scott Pilgrim versus <laughs> the World came out, too. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. I deserve financial compensation. <laughs> you are someone you love. <laughs> <laughs>
1: compared, compared to Ramona Flowers, you might be entitled to financial compensation, literally. Um, so when I met Ethan, I was like, finally, not some weird-ass anime bitch who likes me. And then i go to his house for the first time. Wall-to-wall Gundam figurines out the asshole he tricked you he did trick me and I was like fuck I'm too addicted to that devil dick now I can't I can't just give it up fuck you pissed I'm still pissed about it it was in her closet in a (laughs) just like free me from this torment (laughs) We're going
2: off the rails right
1: now. <laughs> no, oh. that's why you, you guys come for the list and you stay for the tea.
2: <laughs> and you made it this far.
1: <laughs> know that and uh, like to any of my family members that listen, look, I am not embarrassed by this, but it might embarrass you to know these things. So just know that going forward. Oh. All right. Um, next one for me, number six is. Uh, How do we bounce back from that? <laughs> uh, this way. Number six for me <laughs> like is this. is uh, Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell. Never watched it in my Ever? life. Ever? Not even once? Nope. You never saw Jesse I have Spano never been saved by the bell. crack and dude dance moves? <laughs> I'm so excited. And then she starts crying. That's an mm-hmm. iconic moment. A.C. Slater in his tight little pants. Wow. Missing out for These sure. These are all words I don't know. Okay, well, it's a <laughs> iconic TV <laughs> <Well>. show. <laughs> um, that's like right at the edge of like 80s, 90s. Mm-hmm. So the, the fashion bonkers it's bonkers everybody's in like neon puffy like ski jackets and shit but um zach morris is the main character and he's like your cheeky motherfucker is what he is (laughs) he's awful like the worst fucking person you could imagine (laughs) but cute as hell (laughs) and dreamy as fuck um he's very charming cunning he's got bambi eyes um he's blonde though why are you he looks like at someone's Facebook? dad. Is he okay? Well, now maybe I think he's gay. I think the actor's gay. But um
2: oh, it? I see. I was yes. looking at a
1: current picture. Wow. Okay.
2: Yeah. Well, I was like, they put this guy in a high school show. What's going on? <laughs> well,
1: when he's like <laughs> oh, a teenager. He's yeah, he's so cute. I remember having a huge crush on him when I was. This is the picture that came up. I, mean, I was like, someone's dad just taking someone trick or treating. What's going on? He's in that too. Um, oh my gosh, cutie patoot. He had. He's on a show right now. I don't know what it is though. But he's actually, I want to say he's Armenian. Oh. And they just made him dye his hair blonde.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
2: bottle blonde. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But it it looked real. And um, he, as a character, was very, like, I don't know. What's that, like, quintessential, like, 80s protagonist kind of guy that's, like, very cunning and tricky, but, like, gets all the ladies kind of vibe, you know? That was his shtick. shtick. And that's just, I think, rare nowadays in a protagonist. That's very much, like, a side character kind of vibe. But Zach is a terrible person and a terrible boyfriend and just a terrible friend and all around bad person, but very dreamy to look at. And that would have gotten me. Mm, that, yeah. In high school, I've been like, I that would have worked. It would have worked on me because I love me a pretty boy. I really do. I really do. Um, so for bad things, I said, he's cocky. He's prone to betting. He likes to gamble. Wandering eye. Manipulative <laughs> liar. He likes to gamble? Literally, because, you know, everyone made a bet. I bet you I could take that girl to the prom, like, the 80s, you know? Yeah. That's his whole vibe. Yeah. I think there's one episode he tries to fuck the school nurse. (laughs) Um, My tummy hoots. Literally. Okay, no, this episode in particular, he is obsessed with Kelly Kapowski, the famous uh, girl that was on all the t-shirts at Route 21 (laughs) forever. Um,
2: I'm looking her up, too. Yeah, she's got
1: the excellent Uh, aerial bangs. Yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah. So, so gorgeous. She, she's, like, the really sweet, cool, popular girl, and he's, like, obsessed with her. And he asks her finally to, like, be his girlfriend, and she's like, can I think on it? And he gets super insecure about it. And so as she's thinking on it, he decides he's going to be in love with the school nurse, who is a fox, certifiably, and I understand, uh, but to the point where when she comes back and is like, yes, I will be your girlfriend, he, like, ignores her. I'm like, oh. you, you if you get a chance with this 25-year-old hottie, you're 16. <laughs> wow. Chill out. Um, so, yeah, he's got did he succeed? No, of course not. Good. But I think he and Kelly end up married. Really? Yeah, at in Vegas <laughs> with the gambling. With the game, which is so funny because the other character in that show, Jesse Spano, who's like the other cute girl, she goes on to star in the underrated, and no one knows this movie enough. But what is it called? Oh my fucking god! It's the movie where she plays like the dancer in Vegas showgirls. I think that's what it's Are we called. I'm gonna frantically
2: Google for you. I'm gonna
1: look it up because it's a fantastic movie. Yeah, showgirls. Okay, let me tell you that this movie has the craziest sex scene of all time, (laughs) and it's not because it's, like, good. It's because she's having sex with the guy who plays the detective in Twin Peaks um, in a pool, and she's flopping around like a dead dolphin. It's crazy. Wow. (laughs) I've learned so much in the last 10 minutes that I never knew. I'm going to make you watch it right now. We're going to get your live reaction. (laughs) Oh,
2: gosh. Wait, this to the sex scene? Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. Put it on. Wait, so Elizabeth Berkeley was on Saved by the Bell? Yes. Oh, is... Okay. <laughs> Am I watching? Are you forcing me to watch porn? Can yeah, you please watch it? Oh, God, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen in a movie. So this is Showgirls. Yeah. This is not Saved by the Bell. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. But it is the same actress, and it literally single-handedly ruined her career. <laughs> because it's so bad. Because it's so
1: bad. Okay, we're gonna fast forward a little bit.
2: Okay, they're still going at it. Oh, oh! Oh my gosh, she's trying to make her own jets in a pool. Wait, what? Is she having a seizure? No. I think I would have to stop. Is this supposed to be real? Yes. Are you j- like? It looks like she needs medical help. It's, it's so bad. Isn't that insane?
1: I'm sorry. I just had to share because someone had to see it. My
2: life just changed. I told you. When I tell you that that changed the trajectory. <laughs> okay, wait. What? Yeah. I don't yeah. think I'd ever hire her for anything else ever again. No, she, she did that not was have, have a property. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Please, if you guys have not seen the
1: showgirl sex scene in the pool. I have one word to describe it. Yeah. Floppy. It was floppy. It, was it was floppy. floppy <laughs> crazy. And, and, and completely in earnest. Anyway,
2: wow. <laughs> Moving on. You know how they have stories? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not done That's with that. You
1: know
2: how they have stories about like guys like breaking their penis or like fracturing their penis. <laughs> That's how that shit happens. That's how that should happens. You're just like, wow, that would never happen. Uh, That's how that happens. Because you
1: know, like in that moment, she's like, I'm killing it right now. Right? Like, is this is it? I am absolutely. Destroying she's basically doing it. the worm. Like, wow. If for for those who cannot see, let us describe this. They're in a pool having sex, and she starts getting really into it. She falls back, and he's still holding on to her, and she's flopping in the water, just absolutely
2: like it's a quite di- like a dying fish. Yeah, it's insane. Like in and out of the water, just oh my god, <laughs> wow, okay, and her hair's flying <laughs> all over the place. Crazy. crazy, all right, Elizabeth Berkeley. okay, back to bad boys. <laughs> I'm so sad, <excited laughs> and I just can't help. Okay, so my number six is Daniel Desario from Freaks and Geeks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought about putting him on mine, too. I love him. Um, So Freaks and Geeks, for those of you who have not seen it, very, very good. It's set in a suburban high school in the 1980s, and it's a tale of two groups, as we know, the Freaks and the Geeks. Um, Lindsay Weir is caught in the middle, and she's a star member of the Mathletes at this McKinley High School. And then she starts to associate more with the Freaks. So, we meet Daniel Desario, who's kind of like the the leader of the freaks, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, he's cool. He's a charismatic burnout who has a bad side of being kind of selfish, but he always seems to pull through for his friends. Um, fans, including myself, have a very soft spot for Daniel for a few reasons. So, number one, we learn that growing up, he's had to take care of his father, and he also handles all of the family chores for his wreck of a mother, so he's had a very bad childhood, which, mm-hmm. oh, something about that I mood. just... Mood. Mood. Um, Wait, I didn't have a bad chat on that. But I but like but, when I meet someone else who did, I'm like, Oh, oh let me save you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Number two, um his older brother left the family in the dust to pursue a life of drug addiction. So as you do. As you do. That's number two. Um number three, he's self-assured and cocky, but that's to hide his deep insecurities, which we love deep insecurities in mm-hmm. a bad boy. Mm-hmm. Um, about his level of intelligence. He doesn't want to be an unsuccessful burnout like his brother. Um despite having the image of an unsuccessful burnout anyways i mean, I mean that's yeah. like his biggest fear right one of his secrets on the show is the fact that he's two years older than all of his friends because yeah. he was held back and he doesn't want anybody to know um he doesn't care a lot about learning he's more interested in his career in music and he puts it in one episode rock and roll doesn't come from your brain true and that. it's true you know what i mean you know what i'm mean? God, i got to stop her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So if we're not already swooning over Daniel Desario, he's also involved on and off again with the high school bully lady, Kim Kelly. Oh, Um, yes. We know he's a total bad boy heartthrob. He could have anybody he wants, but he has a true soft spot for Kim. And even though she's completely horrible to him, he also lets her let her guard down, which is just so sweet. Yeah. Dizzy Phillips also. What a fox. Yeah, I know. I love her. But... Anyways, so that one was short and sweet, but who doesn't love a high school burnout who's a little insecure and has a heart of gold?
1: And, and you know, he's an ass. We know this about James Franco, mm-hmm. but
2: he is dreamy. He does, he does such a good job of playing this role. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like James Franco, mm-hmm. speaking of typecasting, mm-hmm. gets cast in, which he probably does himself because he, like, produces the yeah, movies, right. but, like, he plays the same character over and over mm-hmm. and over again. And Daniel Desario was, like the first one yeah kind of yes. the first one of its kind of him playing yeah. that, and it just really fits it well but i'll say about that
1: character compared to all of his other ones like his other characters are written like comedic takes on that mm-hmm. trope and his daniel is like a little bit more serious like the it's show very is still real. funny but yeah. it, it's grounded more in reality yeah, you tot- agree, totally it's right. such a good show um and it's such a shame it only had one season even. i know god what a, what a crime linda cartellini jason siegel the little brother <sighs> kills me Oh, he he's so funny. What did he go? He went on to be in like CSI or Law and Order or something, something like that. I don't oh, really? Did he? Or Bones? I don't know. I'm glad he's not something. done acting. I think he was hilarious. All of the 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 kids in that show went on to have really interesting careers, but they're usually like background characters. But you'll notice them in like an HBO show or something. Oh hell yeah! The one kid with the glasses I see everywhere, really, everywhere. <laughs> but he was the best part. I love. I yeah. don't know what his name was. Anyway,
2: <clears throat> okay. And then we all know Lindsay Weir is uh, Linda Cardellini. Yeah, Linda Cardellini, mm-hmm. and she's she's also in Mad Sexy Men. Velma. Is she? Mm-hmm. Wow, you're making me want to watch it. I'm just okay.
1: saying. Just briefly, though. Anyway. Okay. Big booby. <laughs> Please don't judge me for my next one. It's um, Jareth the Goblin King from Labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? No. <laughs> no. Okay. His bad traits. He kidnaps babies. <laughs> yeah. Um, he does have some creepy involvement with a child. It is hinted at. But his boyfriend traits are he is David Bowie. Okay. Castle. Yep. Tight pants. Bulge. Bulge. Vibes and Fushigi master.
2: So, like, <laughs> vibes. like I,
1: I don't know, like, that would have got me. Like, high school, me watching some guy fuck around with a crystal ball, I would have been like, yeah. Have you heard the TikTok audio? He's like, it's a crystal, nothing more. Mm-hmm. But if you hold it this way, and then someone uses it like a dildo or some shit yeah. like that. I love that. Um. I just, there's something about this character, because he does look absolutely ridiculous. Unhinged. In the sexiest way you can. Like, you take the craziest looking bitch, and then make him sexy out the ass. That's Jareth the Goblin King, okay? I don't prescribe to this. <laughs> listen, listen. This might can. be my
2: Jerrygate from
1: Rick Jerry and Morty. Morty. You, you never stared at David Bowie's bulge when you were like six and changed your life? No.
2: <laughs> well, I also, I saw Labyrinth for the first time, maybe... Two years
1: ago. Oh, that'll do it. I never grew up on it. So maybe it would be different if I grew up on it. You know what's crazy about that movie is that a lot of it was the Jim Henson company made all the puppets Mm -hmm. for that movie. And um, the puppet for Hoggle went missing after the movie finished. People were like, where the fuck's the Hoggle puppet? And they found it in a suitcase in an Argentinian airport. And it had been rotting in the suitcase because it got lost for like ever And it was just the creepiest, scariest looking thing you'd ever seen in your life. She's (laughs) like, I gotta gotta Google. It's the Hoggle puppet. and Because he's already creepy to begin with, right? Yeah. And then imagine if it just rots and now it's on display in that airport. (laughs)
2: It's terrifying. Oh, no. Yeah, scary, right? Yeah. Also, like, this movie creeped me out as an adult, so Mm -hmm. I can only imagine what it does to your childhood. I mean, as a child,
1: you, you don't understand what's happening when you're a kid. You're like, there's a talking worm. Hey, me now. I'm just a worm. Like that. <laughs> you're like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what time it is. I'm just a worm. Good shit. Yeah. Um, you remind me of the babe. Oh, yeah. We used to play, when I worked at Spencer's Gifts back in college, <laughs> we used to play the soundtrack all the time. And I was like, yeah, this slaps. This slaps a lot. It was
2: a good movie. I actually thoroughly enjoyed it's it. It's
1: just, they don't make movies like that anymore mm-hmm. that are just like weird concept movies. And they're like, we don't have CGI. So get the
2: puppets. Get the puppets out. Get the out. puppets. Um, yeah, yeah, and I'm relooking at pictures of the goblin. I just uncomfortable looking. Right, he's scary. No, no, I'm looking at your man. Mm. I'm looking look, at Mr. Bowie. Look, I know. I know
1: that his hair is crazy. He's crazy '80s hair. I would expect nothing less from a man who was the king of the goblins. Well, and
2: you know, kind of like the piratey, like unbuttoned shirt. Yeah. I guess I could. I could see it. Okay, I'll be open minded. Okay, I feel like I'm more <laughs> attracted to Jennifer Connelly in that movie than I am David Bowie. <laughs> yeah,
1: but she's but- like 13 to so keep it together. She does look good in that movie. I will say this about David Bowie: he was like. Listen, why are y'all making them have like a romantic relationship? She's a child. Yeah, in her
2: dream. The yeah. the dance. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that was Oh, that's a good.
1: That's a great see, that, that outfit she's in. Mm-hmm.
2: But she he, looks like a <sighs> bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> she looks so
1: good. Yeah. Um, but he was like, "Look, I don't we're not going to we're not going to do the romance plot. That's ridiculous." So, you know, hats off to you, David. Love that for you.
2: Yeah, and honestly, I just put myself on the, the same level as Yeah. His character by saying I was attracted to Jennifer Connelly, but Jennifer Connelly is and always will be a beautiful. She person. is so
1: gorgeous, and her eyebrows are killing it in that Fire. movie. They're What's so. What's the movie dope? she's in where she's riding a rocking horse? I do not know. She was in that Alita Battle Angel movie, <laughs> and she looked good as good in that one. Milf. Milf. That's I in your process. I have Milf. to say, yeah. No, she does. She is beautiful. It. She's breathtaking in in Labyrinth, especially in that like white dream sequence gown. Wow.
2: okay I'm gonna get us back on track Mm -hmm. here Uh, (laughs) this is gonna be a three hour episode so oh my gosh is it already almost eight o'clock I have real work to do okay okay um moving right along number five boy meets world Sean Hunter oh yeah the floppy haired boy of our dreams the butt cut of the century Okay, so Sean Patrick Hunter is one of the main characters from Boy Meets World, mm-hmm. and he's also Corey's best friend. So yeah. Corey is the main character. Um, he has a super rebellious attitude, and he's got popularity, and he's often used as a foil to Corey, who is awkward and a little bit neurotic. Sean was always the good-looking, floppy-haired representation of our 90s bad boy dreams without being an actual bad boy, which is why he's so high on my list, yeah, because he's fair. actually a really good person. He's very sweet. So he's kind of like Daniel Desario in the sense that like, he grew up in not-so-great conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in a trailer park when he grew up. He made, excuse me, bad decisions here and there, but otherwise he was a good, loyal, and upstanding person, Um, even more so because he had Corey around to remind him that it was never too late to do the right Mm -hmm, thing.
1: mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Without Corey, he'd probably be dead in a ditch somewhere. (laughs) He, well, Corey and Angela, he had that fox on his back. Oh, Angela, yes. Oh. But anyway, so about his childhood, like I said, he grew up in a, ta- in a trailer park, his mother abandoned him, his father was completely useless, and everybody he ever cared about who like didn't have the last name Matthews like died, or abandoned him. Oof, oof. <laughs> um, because of Corey's influence, Sean never truly fell from grace, so there were times when Sean tried to fall off the wagon, so one time, one episode, he blew up a mailbox with a cherry bomb, oh, um, and cool. then one time he tried to run um, with a rougher gang than Corey. because he was like, my relationship with Corey is fragile and I need to find other friends. And then he like went way off the deep end. This curly headed, mop head motherfucker. I know, this butt haircut, dude. Um, But every time he strays off the path, Corey aggressively yanked him back onto it. And Sean deeply, deeply appreciates Corey for that and he says it really often. So Sean's really good with his words, yeah. which is like, oh emotionally intelligent. Oh Yeah. So Sean is also insecure and worries about the same things that a lot of us worry about. He's worries that he's not good enough, that he won't amount to anything, that he's gonna hold his friends back, or that they're gonna leave without him, or that he'll turn out like his parents. And again, what is more adorable than a floppy haired nineties <laughs> crush with insecurities? I don't know. A floppy haired nineties boy, bad boy with
1: <laughs> insecurities. Yeah. Um, You know who I really had a crush on though was um, the brother, Eric. Did you? Oh my God. I love a dumb boy. I love a dumb, (laughs) hot boy. That's true. You have said that. Uh, that. Yeah, I really enjoyed him. And also, Topanga. (laughs) You had a crush on Topanga? She had nice lips. (laughs) Topanga Topanga was that bitch, first of all, body like a brick house, okay? Um, and she, she she didn't give a fuck I everything she said I was into her hair was beautiful there's that one episode where Corey's like I really like your hair and she's like fuck you and cuts it all off I am like yes, yes or when she was like a little girl and she does that whole thing where she's like in my society we put all the men underground for breeding purposes <laughs> T I love her I love how
2: this list is like bad boys but also let's talk about how hot Like the. <laughs> let's, let's talk know, about their girlfriends yeah. <laughs> oh my god I looked up the
1: cast just now Mm-hmm. Mr. Feeney is getting up there in years he's getting old but what a what a good character um Mr. yeah Feeny. I think that Boy Meets World was one of the better sitcoms to come out of the mm-hmm. 90s and it it's ca- a whole song. it is very good it and it, it stands the test of time and then you know I think a lot of Disney sitcoms try to follow it but it just they don't have the magic Great. and a lot of it comes from just the chemistry that this cast had it's so heartfelt touching well written if you need yeah in real boy meets the real world. That's right. If you oh, need to binge something, please go watch this yeah, one. It's, it'll make you it feel good. It does. And it's it's great. Anyway. Okay, cuz we're going to speed this along. <laughs> For the sake of this girl, that has got work to do later. Um, this one, because you have not watched this show, um, and I've talked about it before, and I've talked about this person before. And uh, Gilmore Girls, we're coming back to it. Is I've it got Jess? It. yes, of course, it's Jess.
2: <laughs> he was on every list because I used up. because Lord, he's dreamy. <laughs> You're gonna tell me Milo Ventimiglia at 19 wasn't hot? No, and he shit? was hot. Oh and he's my, floppy haired dude. too. God,
1: okay, A little mm-hmm. bit of grease, just enough. Literally, he's like, they're like, what's Danny Zuko look like in 2003? Perfect. Um, But now, make him really into reading. (laughs) Make him intelligent. Look, Jess was not a good person. I don't think he was a good, even the best boyfriend for Lori. uh, Lori, Or Rory. You know what I mean? Um, Actually, my favorite boyfriend is uh, controversial because it's Logan. So if I have any listeners out here, listen, I will have a whole episode about why Logan Huntsberger is the best for Rory Gilmore. (laughs) If you want it. Um, But for now, we're talking about Jess Mariano. Okay. Um, dreamy that's it Uh, mysterious romantic I wrote dreamy and handsome Mm. Uh, likes to read has deep conversations he's really like invested in learning about whoever he's with which is like the bare minimum I think that men need to get to but like if they're gonna do it at least be sexy you know Um, so he pays attention to the little details and he's always like surprising Rory with like cute like thought out things which I'm like that's great we love that Um, Bad things, grumpy all the time. That gets annoying. Mm. Get over it. Go to therapy. Yeah, Yeah. moody. He's rude. (laughs) He internalizes his issue, and then he just like ghosts Rory. He just like leaves, which um, you will never be forgiven for your sins. I don't care how swoopy your hair is. Yeah, but she didn't let herself get hurt by an ugly guy. So that's exactly Rory, and I've always (laughs) stood by that. (laughs) She said, "I will let Jared Padalecki and Milo Ventimiglia just ruin my life, but nobody ugly," and that. I respect. I really do. Um, She was like, who are the hottest boys in school, and how can they destroy my confidence? (laughs) Right. Stars Hollow. (laughs) Get up. (laughs) Stars Hollow. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that they were set up to fail from the the get, because everyone was like, Rory's the golden child, and we hate Jess. (laughs) So, like, they were never going to work out. But they could be very attractive while doing it. So he's a bad
2: boy, because he's, like, moody?
1: Yeah. His whole thing is that he comes from, like, a bad, like, family. Like, his mom was not really involved with him. Like. Mm I think Luke is his uncle who takes him in. And he's basically Luke, but less emotionally mature. He's a hot men. Luke is very sexy, however, most <laughs> Hat fishing. That hat is covering oh, yeah. his bald-ass head. Yeah. True. Uh, true. So Jess it won't the last time we get uh, hat fish. <laughs> Yeah. So Jess is, is Luke with hair and 16, nice. I think it in the show. Um, but, yeah, so he's got that whole, like, nobody loves me. Everybody I love abandons me. I have to abandon them first mm. kind of thing. Avoiding attachment. Yes. And then he also, like, he likes to antagonize Dean when Dean and Rory are together because he really likes Rory. But once he and Rory are together... He, like, fucks off. Like, what do you want? Figure it it's out. It's kind of like uh, your Zach character who asked somebody to be his girlfriend and then was like, oh, you didn't answer me? That's quintessential bad boy shit. Ugh, they want something until they have beauty. it. Yeah, which sucks. Anyway, that's more of the story, kids. Don't let an uh, ugly boy ruin your
2: Ruin your life. Yeah, so that's the one thing you take away from today. It's not. It's not tell men to go to therapy. It's don't let ugly men screw you over. Because <laughs> someone's gonna do it. You someone's might as
1: gonna well. Do it. You, look, you have the rest of your life to fuck a dad bod. You use your good titty ears on a six
2: pack. I'm right. stick by that. <laughs> you use those good titty ears. Oh my gosh. Okay. Number four, we have Eddie Munson from Stranger Things. Oh. <laughs> I am shook if you didn't
1: put this on your list. Oh my god! It's because the Eddie Munson TikTok horror show. We'll What's talk about you. You Go. You do your thing first. Are you going to ruin my life? No. Is something bad you happened you to Joseph Quinn? No, nothing bad has happened to him. Everybody just loved him so much on TikTok Same. that it became like a fucking thing and people were annoying about it. Like people wrote like songs about Eddie, baby and like shit oh. it's bad. Oh, wow. Okay, well, we're going to
2: screw, right, 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 past screw that. Right, that. right past that. Yeah. Um, so all of you have heard of Stranger Things at this point and especially if you're on TikTok, it sounds like, but oh, if you God. haven't, this series is centered In the fictional small town of Hawkins in the 1980s, um, and they're basically plagued by a hostile alternative dimension known as the Upside Down. (laughs) And basically, the Upside Down happens because humans were experimenting, as they tend to do, in a facility, and they accidentally open a gateway between the Upside Down and the normal world. As you do. Scary spooky. Okay. Okay. So fast forward to season four. So there's a lot of stuff that happens in between, but in season four, we are introduced to Edward quote Eddie Munson. Mm-hmm. He is like, oh, he's so cute. He's like a quirky bad guy, mm-hmm. um, definitely an outcast, but he has that extremely soft side. That I, extremely soft side.
1: Yeah, extremely is that a,
2: soft. <laughs> that's
1: what that's that the word I'm looking for. That's
2: what I call the other side of my pillow. It's Got a soft belly. Um, he extremely. He has side. an extremely soft side that I'm always looking for. He is the leader of the Hellfire Club, which is the Dungeons and Dragons or D and D club Sorry. at Hawkins High School. And he actually witnesses the brutal murder of Chrissy Cunningham at the hands of an unknown force. So he goes on the run, and all the citizens of Hawkins are, like, really pissed because they think he's responsible. But eventually, he becomes an ally to the main characters, so like Eleven, Mike, all of those good people, because of their knowledge of the Upside Down, and he assists them in stopping Vecna from opening the gates. So he only appears in one season, but as you know, and as everybody on TikTok apparently knows, Eddie quickly became popular with the fan base for his goofy personality, his um, unbridled enjoyment of rock and roll and all of the things that he's into, and his character development, which basically has him running away as a coward to a really selfless, honorable um, hero. With like the coolest death scene
0: you've ever seen. The coolest thing ever. I don't even know
1: if he's dead for real. I really
0: hope he's dead.
1: I don't know, but it was cool as shit. That's how I want to go. Yeah, seriously, playing the
2: guitar, a bunch of bats flying here. Um So one of the cutest parts I think, or um, where we kind of see Eddie shine, is his brotherly relationship with Dustin. Oh yeah. Um, so they head off to like battle all of these terrible creatures in the Upside Down, and Dustin tells this really like corny, corny joke, and Eddie kind of makes fun of Dustin, but then promises him to literally never change, and it's just like the cutest thing ever. Um, Hawkins is like makes fun of him a lot for being different and wrongly accusing him of the murder like I talked about but Eddie totally refuses to back down from who he is and he encourages other people to be who they are as well yeah and at the end um I remember shedding a tear at this scene, but Dustin is talking to Eddie's uncle after <laughs> Eddie's sad end. And he says, I wish everybody had gotten to know him and really know him because they would have really loved him, Mr. Munson. They would have loved him. Even the, even in the end, he never stopped being Eddie. Despite everything, I never even saw him get mad. He could have run. He could have saved himself. But he fought. He fought and died for this town. This town that hated him. He isn't just innocent, Mr. Munson. He's a hero. I'm
1: fucking on the verge
2: of tears, dude. I know. It's, just it's so sad. <laughs> and also, final points for the court's... Joseph Quinn is the hottest motherfucker alive, <laughs> and he's British. That hairline holding
1: on for dear life, babe. I don't care. Pat, <laughs> fish me all you want, boo. It's holding on for dear oh. life. Um, Eddie is a great character, and you know, it's the worst. The beef I have with Stranger Things is that every season they're like, here's this wonderful character that you're gonna get so invested in, they're gonna be fucking Dead. killed by the end of it. So, every actually, time... you know who I didn't give a shit about? Hmm? Barb. Barb. She oh. could have died. <laughs> I didn't care about her. You know, I. That, to me, okay, I, I'm always somebody who's gonna be in the in the in the corner of the fat bitch. But uh, that actress to me is so unlikable. I agree. <laughs> Did you ever see she the movie in she was in? Uh... Dum- Dumplin'? No, no. That no, it's I like that movie a lot. That's a different actress. She was in sh- uh, something. Is a total loser. Sienna Burgess oh, is a yes, total yes, yes. loser. Okay, yeah. that is the worst movie. Yeah. It's supposed to be a take on Cyrano de Bergerac, but it's just this Barb character being like the worst person you've ever seen That's for what two I'm hours thinking of. it's yeah. awful yeah it's, anyway it was pretty glum. <laughs> so bad soundtrack's great but um so what I do love about stranger things though is like Eddie Munson and one other character are perfectly giving me that bad boy versus like dumb idiot himbo mm-hmm. can you guess Billy no he's the mean one I, I always like. put Billy he's on my list sexy yeah he's evil himbo,
2: himbo himbo who's the who's the oh Dustin
1: no. Who's
2: the dumb, I mean not Dustin. Um, dumb Steve. pretty boy? Yeah, yeah.
1: Steve. I would oh, do Steve. anything for Steve. I know, me too. Ah! That's what I'm saying I when I love... you would do
2: anything <laughs> for Steve. And I will
1: do that. <laughs> will Steve, are you listening? I will tap um. that. <laughs> so, like, i that's what I'm saying. Like, I really love, like, a, just a dumb idiot American. <laughs> See, I think,
2: I think that I only like them when they have dark hair. Like, I think if they're blonde and dumb, it's too on the nose. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. See, I... Yes, but then also I think about Kristoff from Frozen,
1: <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, all right, all right. I just love a I love a dumb idiot who's like full of respect, woman juice. <laughs>
2: Yeah, gadget. I do like that juice. I'd be sipping
1: on it. I like it. me like a cronk from <laughs> <laughs> <First> New Groove. <laughs> my spinach pops. Oh, uh, yes, please. Absolutely. I need oh, my gosh, he's an endearing bad guy. Oh. He's, like, not even a bad no, guy. He's, not. he's just, like, a man for hire. Cusco, Kusco's poison. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, so I do, I do think that's a really good one. But you really have to look into these fucking TikToks about Eddie Munson. That shit blew up. Oh, you know who they're also doing that to? Uh, Wednesday from the new Wednesday Adams show. I watched the first episode and I never finished it. I need to do that. It's it's aite. People are like making her like their weird focus character. Like an icon. Uh, yeah, yeah, but like in a weird way. Chill out. Like chill. Yeah. It's fine. It's not that serious. Fan not everything. Scary place. Oh my god! But even if it wasn't that, it would have been Tumblr or some Instagram shit. Or like everything that. good is ruined eventually. <laughs> Thanks everyone. Thanks guys. <laughs> You can be a fan of it but shut the fuck up. Thanks. <laughs> Speaking of, um we're going to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So. <laughs>
2: okay. Who the blonde guy?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Blonde. One. It's the blonde. one. I haven't
2: seen this in so long. Wait, did you watch it though? So long ago. Like I probably couldn't even <sighs> tell you what
1: happened. Oh my god. Okay. I could rewatch. Buffy Buffy is a top 5 show for me easily. It's like a going back to. I will rewatch this show constantly. Um for lots of reasons. Sarah Michelle Geller. <laughs> You already know how I feel about her. Um, but like just the story's great, the costuming's wonderful. Also, it was funded by Dolly Parton. <laughs>
2: was it really? <laughs> yes. Oh. And she didn't tell anybody until no
1: like so five years ago. She's so, like, by the way, this is my little project. Like, You're Joss Whedon we don't talk about, but everybody else. Um, fantastic. James Mart is it no. Not James Marsden. What's the actor his, that plays this character? By the way, the character is Spike. If we, oh, yes. we
2: we didn't pick up on this, what's it's James something. Also, while you're looking that up, I, I just had a random thought and I need to say it out loud. When you name your kid Buffy, you're really taking a gamble that it's going to uh-huh. be the most beautiful child yeah. of all time. Because can you imagine if you have an ugly child named Buffy?
1: Um, that would never happen to me. So. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, I quit. So I haven't thought about I'm that. I'm rolling out of the pot <laughs> closet. I have thought about that with like names like Vanessa and like. Veronica. They could turn evil really fast if they're if you're ugly. It, or yeah, but like I feel like actually if you're hot and evil, then it's fine to be named Vanessa. But if you're ugly. So, but if you're ugly and named Vanessa, change your name. I'm yeah, sorry. It's gotta legally. it's Barb or nothing. Uh, <laughs> sorry to any of the Barbie in the audience. Bird. The only if your name is Barbara, go by Barbie. It's right there. It's right there for you. There's a heart hot girl and you name can touch built, it. In, built in. Yeah. Anyway. Um yeah. <laughs> the actor is, is uh James Marster Ma- marsters or whatever. Bless you. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll tell you this, his cheekbones go crazy, mm-hmm. his cheekbones go cuckoo, um, wowie. And this is, he absolutely set the blueprint for, like, the, the MGKs of now, okay, your your Captain Peroxides, if you will. <laughs> Draco Malfoy wouldn't know shit about Dig if it weren't for Spike from Buffy, okay. He wants so Draco can run. <laughs> he could run. But Draco, even though he's British, doesn't even have the cool little, like, Essex accent you know yeah. Spike everything about him is sexy I don't even care if his hair looks I like ramen noodles I'm not really I, loving the vampire version of him first of all the, the restraint I had at putting only two vampires on this list <laughs> and when many were offered to me okay so know that um, <laughs> I think that he is just like so he he falls in love with Buffy slowly right because he Originally was like a vampire who had killed like lots of slayers before and he was like the big bad and everybody was scared of him and he had this really cuckoo bananas girlfriend who wore like 90s and shit. We love you Drusilla, R.I.P. you <laughs> a legend. That's
2: um, another name that's <laughs> a gambled, <big> gamble.
1: Drusilla. <laughs> Drusilla. Oh, She was crazy because she like, she was, oh Spike, I think there's something in the water. And she like slept with baby dolls and shit. But anyway, she was the original like e-girl daddy kind of vibe. Um, Anyway. we watch this. Please do because all of the shit that is set into motion from Buffy is insane. But so, Spike, he gets this, like, implant, essentially, that makes him incapable of harming humans. So when he does that, he's like, fuck, and he reluctantly joins the, like, Scooby gang. Um, (laughs) But he is rocking that leather duster, okay? Mm, He is devoted. He and his cheekbones. uh, (laughs) He's mysterious. Incapable of harming you. He was a poet before he turned into a vampire. He was called, um, I think he was called James the Bloody or something like that because his poetry was... Bloody awful, or something. And <laughs> the then when he became force. a vampire, he was just bloody for other reasons. So, mm. the bad things is history of torture and murder, general <laughs> evil, and bloodshed. <laughs> Damn. Damn. He would um, torture his victims with railroad spikes, thus, the name a spike. spike uh, but, you know, in the end, it's fine. My favorite episode of Buffy is the one where Spike makes a robot Cheesecake. Buffy. <laughs> A robot cheesecake? No, he makes a robot Buffy sex doll. <laughs> I don't remember this. Please, Buffy's so weird. He hires a nerd, and he's like, "Here is a picture of Buffy. Can you make me an android Buffy?" And he's like, "Sure." And then Buffy's like, "I love having sex with Spike. It's fucked up, but I love it." Oh my god, it's a weird episode. But um, I really think everybody needs to watch this show. Please,
2: yeah, it's definitely it's going right on my rewatch rewatch list. So, if you had to pick me watching Mad Men mm-hmm. or rewatching Buffy, which one would you pick? Mm. Or Gilmore Girls?
1: Okay. I think you have to watch Mad Men because you've already watched Buffy. Yeah,
2: and I've already watched Gilmore, so I mean, Gilmore.
1: some of the Gilmore Girls.
2: Gil- of Gilmore so Girls p- is like a
1: hate watch for me. Yeah. It pisses and feel me off. I think we need to do it in
2: the fall. <laughs> yeah.
1: I do like watching it because I do think it's a unique show, but I hate it also at the same time. But um, Buffy is perfect. Uh, the only thing I hate about it is Xander. <laughs> and uh, I think there's so many good things to it. And just watching the evolution of the characters through the whole show, perfect. It's perfect storytelling. It's magnifique. Like yeah. Mad Men's just cool. Okay, so,
2: no I mean more. I got a lot of time on my hands,
1: not really, but you want to look like a cool bitch when your friends come over? Pause Mad Men.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, welcome. Me and Big Booby were just having a conversation. I'm so sorry. Big Booby Hendrix Also, those team. are real. If you're wondering, they are. <laughs> if you want to see real boobies, that's right,
1: with well, no indi-
2: indentation. Welcome to the Booby episode. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Um, sponsored by <laughs> sponsored by Big Booby Sticky Tape. Oh my god. Um, okay, number three. Um, Fezco from Euphoria.
0: Mm.
2: Oh, I forgot all about him. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. So for those of you who have not seen Euphoria, which again, blew up on TikTok, so you probably have. Um, it follows a group of high school students. It's fucking unhinged as shit. Um, but they're navigating love, friendships uh, in a world that's full of like drugs and sex, trauma and social media. And these high school kids are getting into stuff I didn't even know existed till oh like five years ago. God. Crazy. God. But Fez was always part of the show, but it was clear he was going to be a really key part of season two. When the premiere opened and talked about Fesco's grandma being a motherfucking G. And then that's kind of when the mic dropped and then everybody kind of fell in love with Fez. Yeah. So we are introduced to the idea that Fez was forced to grow up and provide for um, a little ashtray after his grandmother's <laughs> sudden medical crisis. Christian name. That's right. <laughs> Bless. Um, but it shows that he's already more grown up than responsible than a lot of the characters on the show. Mm-hmm. And which mm-hmm. a lot of the characters on the show, are, again, are not likable. I hate all of them. Exactly. So we're shown glimpses of Fez Fez's soulfulness in season one. Um, he had, like, a really protective dynamic with Rue, who was, like, taking his drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has a very, like, matter-of-factness air about him, and he has a very clear moral code. So he's, like, a super easy person to like. Um, and he's even more endearing because in a show where every single character is trying to get, like, the most attention possible, he's simply trying to get through the day. Mm-hmm. Like, he's mm-hmm. very, very modest, very down-to-earth. Um, he also embarks on the show's most innocent depiction, I would say, of romance, especially high school romance, with Lexi. Yes. Um, who is another intriguing season one character that they just Mm kind of took off in season two. My favorite Nepo baby. Yeah, I know. Um, but they're like the, the Romeo and Juliet of Euphoria, Mm -hmm. like it's so sweet. They're, they're like drawn to each other, but they come from two totally different worlds and Mm -hmm. it's just really cute, Mm -hmm. but... So the way the Euphoria show slowly builds this relationship with Lexi from their meet-cute at the New Year's Eve party to their sweet phone calls to the moment that the note he was supposed to give her at the place she puts on Ugh. hits the glass-strewn ground after the shootout was just, like, tragic, romantic storytelling. Yeah. Um. And we all know the trope of, like, a drug dealer with a heart of gold. It's been depicted in plenty of movies, mm-hmm. been depicted in plenty of shows, but it's no surprise. Like, Fez is just resonating so deeply with so many followers, and I fell absolutely yeah. in love with him. Yeah. Oh, and Angus
1: Cloud oh is incredibly talented yeah they literally found him on the street and they're I know. like if you want to be in a tv show he's like i, <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> and that's how that happened yeah. but he, he does so well um i absolutely agree with that because i really i do enjoy euphoria a lot but i hate every bitch on that Me show fess and lexi mom. are the only characters that i really like right i know even lexi though i'm like you're gonna put all your sister shit out in front of the whole that school was... like that girl okay god damn she's like i'm fed
2: up <laughs> she's like, my sister has big boobies
1: and, I, and I, <laughs> I'm fed and up
2: I, this is what happens when bitches don't get their boobies right <laughs> damn
1: it <laughs> like, literally that's it, that's her whole character yeah. arc she's like, when am I when am I gonna get these boobies Um, I will say this, I am a Cassie sympathizer <laughs> a lot of people are like what's the matter with you and I'm like, well, I mean cause I think every girl has gone through a phase where she's over-sexualized herself, you know and Cassie, I can absolutely be like, yeah, girl, you are fucked up a lot, but now's your time to rise from mm-hmm. here. And everybody loves Maddie. And I'm like, Maddie literally framed a guy and sent him to jail. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, again, I would like to go back to the statement I made earlier that none of these characters are, are likable. Th- none of them are good.
1: good people. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, you'll see, I think, online, Maddie has, like, the most stands. Um, and I think there's, like... Like, Barbie Ferreira's character was basically written off. She could have been something. She Mm -hmm. could have been a contender. Oh, yeah.
2: She's not going to be in the next season.
1: Such a shame. Which, by the way, isn't
2: that coming out in 2024?
1: Yeah, they're going to make me wait. Yeah. I'll tell you this, though. When I was teaching middle schoolers, okay, they're, like, 14, Mm -hmm. right? And the characters on Euphoria are 16- that's terrifying. And I'm, like, these are two years older than the kids I teach who are literal babies. And so these kids would watch Euphoria. And I was, like, you guys are not watching this fucking show. Are you joking? That
2: also, like, cannot be what childhood is like It's now. not. It's not. It's terrifying. I mean, like, the, I'm never going to have children. I will tell you, like, the issues with, like, sharing
1: nudes and stuff, that is definitely oh, sure. definitely a huge issue. Well, that was a thing when we were kids. Yeah, but not to the scale that it is now. True, because, like, social media is such a big deal. And, and if you have a nude out, everybody's seen it, like... It will be like I've had students had to leave school because of it. Like, oh, it's really sad. We did have
2: a, I don't even know. if I should tell this. We had. No, you know what? No. Sam so I'm going to be the bigger I've already person talked about boobies a lot today and I'm done. And
1: that's fine. And, and that's I OK. And I retire. I will tell you this, though. This was I'm going to say that phrase a lot. There was a particular episode of Euphoria where Rue like is having like such severe depression. She won't get up and go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm.
2: And it's for like days. She's watching Love Island. Yeah, literally me too.
1: Uh, It's like for days, right? And So she gets like a kidney infection. Yeah. That episode ruined my life as a teacher because kids would be like, can I go to the bathroom? I'm like, what, to smoke a fucking vape? No, you went five minutes ago, sit down. They'd be like, I'm going to get a kidney infection and die. You think I'm going to... I was like, shut up. You didn't even know what a kidney was two days ago. Right. Sit down. Yeah. I, that show ruined my life because of that.
2: Oh, interesting. Interesting oh side my effect God. I want to think
1: about. And everybody's like, oh, I hate when teachers want to let me go to the bathroom. I was like, look, I don't give a fuck if you're going to the bathroom. Just come back. When I go in and I see you standing on the toilet and putting your vape up in the ceiling tiles, then I'm right. like a little suspicious yeah. of you after that. Then I know what's up. So maybe mm, I'm not trying to give you a kidney infection. I'm traumatized, but it's fine. <laughs> Um, okay, moving on.
2: Didn't mean to, didn't mean to spark anything
1: there. <laughs> Euphoria is crazy. It's a good show, though. I really yeah. do like it. Okay, um, so we're coming right back around to my boo. You guys know I could not do this episode without mentioning Edward Cullen. Um, and he, he's in my second, second spot here because... I was like listing these by like what I actually want them to be my boyfriend. How how much am I willing to forgive them their transgressions? Uh, he's number two. Uh, he's number two because he's not a good person. No. <laughs> um, when you count his bad stuff versus his boyfriend traits, they're crazy because it's like murder. Maybe cannibalism if you count that <laughs> assault, destruction of property, stalking, breaking and entering, forced <laughs> imprisonment. And he's controlling. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, he literally took the car, like the the battery out of Bella's car. And he's like, you can't go anywhere. And I'm like, that's against the law. Edward, Edward Anthony, Mason Cullen. I know his whole name. I won it in a trivia contest. I hate myself. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's fine. But he is dreamy. Is that all he has going for him? (laughs) And he's rich as hell. I wrote romantic to a fault. Respectful. Mm -hmm. He's patient, devoted. Those are all good things. We love that. Um, I think that I don't know. Yeah, but
2: we forget that he only likes her because she's he can't read her mind and she smells. That's fair. <laughs> You're alright
1: with that. I mean, straight up, if that's all that would get a hot vampire into me, go ahead, right. go ahead. I, especially like when I was like fifteen when I read these books. Oh no, I was like thirteen. Um, and you have no concept of that. There's, like, been studies that have shown that when you are into something I- between the ages of, like, 12 and 16, mm-hmm. your brain hyper-fixates on them to the point where you will be devoted to them for life, right? So that's why, like, your favorite bands from middle school still have a soft spot in your heart while you still, like, watching the one Flavor of Love, you know? <laughs> flavor, please! <laughs> yeah. And that's what How Jonas I, Brothers... Literally. Yeah. I, I feel like Edward Cullen is in a spot in my mind that I will never... Recover Real from. Same. So. My
2: cousin and I, every six months, we rewatch all of the toilet movies. And isn't like it isn't a thing is that we do. Just
1: a journey, isn't it? A journey. It isn't.
2: It's so funny because we. I think this is our third year doing it and each each year i notice something weirder and weirder <laughs> like i'm like that actually is not okay that's not great um what i do love is when people
1: like hyper analyze the books and are like this is what edward is wearing in the meadow scene what the fuck is this outfit there's like a particular one that people like go in on that's like when bella goes to meet all of the cullens she's wearing like a khaki skirt and a blue sweater. And Edward's like, you look absolutely, like, devilish. Nobody should—oh, what does he say? <gasps> He's like, nobody should be allowed to look at you. You look just inappropriately, like, scandalously hot or some shit like that, right? And I'm like, she's in a floor-length khaki skirt.
2: Probably pockets, like a Probably, cargo like, skirt. Yeah, because this book was written by him. This is during the area, area of, like, Bermuda <laughs> shorts, too. I just want to keep that in mind. So everything was ugly. Yeah. It just hard again. Please don't pay
1: attention to what they're wearing in Twilight, because if you read into it too much, you're like, oh, shit. And
2: then she looks like fucking... Like Indecent—that's the word he uses she looks like for like Bob her. the Builder, if Bob was a Bobina, and he's like, "You look
1: incredible." She's like, "She's like, I hope I look okay." She's also wearing one of the George Washington low ponies. Oh and hell yeah! Yeah, and he's like, "You look utterly indecent," and she's like, "Okay," um, <laughs> <laughs> which is so crazy to me. She looks like a fucking missionary, dude. <laughs> which I don't know. Was, Do you have a
2: minute to talk about our Lord and Savior,
1: <laughs> Edward Cullen? <laughs> Edward Cullen. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I really loved is like two years ago or three—I don't know now—when Midnight Sun came out, which is. Twilight from Edward's perspective. Mm -hmm. It was really, really fun to see that because going through Twilight, you're like, oh wow, Edward really just wants to understand Bella. Like that's his whole thing. Or what is he thinking during this scene in the meadow where they're like falling in love? So that scene in the meadow where Bella's like, I wish I could get into his head. What is he thinking? He's literally like, if this meadow is So such and such by such and such, then there's roughly about 5 million ants per square inch. He's literally counting bugs. Are you serious? I'm not joking at all. He's like, there are this (laughs) many bugs in the meadow right now. That's your man. And then it's also implied that he can't read Bella's mind because she has brain damage. He's
2: like thinking, he's like, maybe she has brain damage. No, it's
1: literally confirmed. Like, that's what, please read Midnight Sun, you guys. Oh my gosh. Edward's
2: the worst incel of all time, and yet I would die. (laughs) He's counting bugs. Um, You should put that on your con list. Why isn't that on there? He's a a psycho. She thinks they're having a moment. He's like, how
1: many licks does it take to Uh, get to the (laughs) center? Literally, because he is so in his own shit. He has no idea what's happening at all times. And his hair has got an appropriate level of grease. Yeah. Yeah. That's called Pomade. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, no, I, I really should have never read Midnight Sun because it ruined the mystique a little bit, but it was so funny. It was so funny. Read it now. Please. Please. My cousin's been
2: trying to get me to read it. Read it
1: and read Twilight at the same time. and Compare and contrast. And you'll be like, what
2: the Oh my fuck? gosh, you're going to find me like eyes twitching with like a whiteboard <laughs> with string on it and be like... <gasps> it's so funny. I wish I read Twilight at the same time because it's... <laughs> Anyway. It'll be like Pepe Silvio from
1: it's <laughs> Yes Sunny. Literally, literally I'll come in <laughs> I need you, I need you. So you seven, seven cigarettes. <laughs> but anyway, despite all of these crazy ass things, I would
2: die for everything. Yeah, I we would know. die. And if you don't know that, now you know. Now you know.
1: I'd had to say I had to say it.
2: I like it. I'm Thank glad you. I'm glad that he made it. Thanks. Welcome, Edward. Thank you. <laughs> All right, my number two is from Good Girls, and his name is Rio.
1: Oh, and my fucking yes. God. Yes. I'm oh. so happy you're discussing him. I thought about him at the last minute. I was like, <gasps> damn, I don't know if people know about, people him, know about him. God, he's so
2: so mm, okay, continue. So, okay. <laughs> so if you haven't seen Good Girls, the Good Girls series um, follows three suburban mothers, two of whom are sisters, um, actually starring Christina Big Boobie Hendricks. <laughs> yes. um, they're having a hard time trying to make ends meet. They're tired of having everything taken away from them, so they decide to pull off a heist by robbing a supermarket and they discover that they're in for more than they bargained. Mm-hmm. So they wind up navigating the life of crime under Rio, played by Manny Montana who is a ruthless gang leader who's into money laundering and a bunch of other illegal shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so the bond between Rio, which I, let me just stop and talk about how hot Rio is. Like his jawline <sighs> could literally like open an envelope for you.
1: And it's not even that he's like particularly attractive because he is hot. It's like, like he his looks, aura. It's the way he carries himself oh. and it's just so like, it's like he he's looking at you like he knows what color panties you're wearing. Yeah.
2: That's the look he gives to all people. You know how the, they say the phrase, like, undress me with your eyes? Literally. That's what he's like. Oh, And the chemistry that he has with Christina. Just big boobie. I big know. Big boobie. Oh. <gasps> So yeah, so we'll talk about that chemistry for sure. But Rio himself, he's like pretty shady, but he's incredibly intelligent and he has really strong feelings for Beth, who is big boobie, um, and he doesn't like to show it because it's kind of his weak spot. So Rio has a kid of his own, and he um, is sort of like a family man, but he is like genuinely a bad boy, and I'm not talking like what we've been talking about which mm-hmm. is like harmless and like wears leather and has like good hair like this guy will literally hold you at gunpoint shoot your family members and then kill your friends right in front of you like he's a he's a bad boy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like he's mm-hmm. a bad person and yet i would die for that <laughs> dick i would die for him <laughs> he could that shoot day. me any day um, <laughs> he is a hardened criminal who commits um really atrocious crimes um mm. but he's sexy as hell intelligent like i said super charming and he has that that infamous sweet spot for beth that like As a a logical human being, when I'm watching the show, I'm like, stay away from Rio, stay away from Rio, like, Beth, you shouldn't be with Rio, but I cannot help but ship them because their chemistry is so magnetic, like, the sparks are flying off the screen.
1: It's insane. I've never seen anything like it on TV, honest (sighs) to God, because it's so palpable. I'm like, there's no way these people aren't having sex in real life. That's what I'm saying. The sexual tension, like, (sighs) in the air every time they have a scene is, like, so thick. It's crazy. It's It's crazy. Because they're just phenomenal in those roles, but, like, he's... I love that our our lists are like opposite yours. are like, mine are really bad people at the top. And I'm like, mine are nice. Mine are getting worse. <laughs> mine no. are getting better. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's kind of one of those things where like really, you, you know, if you see him passing on the street, you might not notice him at first. Mm-hmm. But like watching him talk, it's in this like smooth, calm cadence that just... You feel unnerved by Mm -hmm. his scariness, but calmed by it at the same time. It's so weird, and I need everybody to see it. I
2: know. Sadly, the show got canceled. Fuck. And they actually say that one of the reasons the show didn't continue was budgeting, A. But then, B, they also said that Christina Hendricks and Manny Montana had, like, a bad working relationship. So, I'm like, were they having sex? And then things went south. They
1: sure did. There's no way they didn't.
2: They absolutely fucked. For for their own sakes, they should have been doing it.
1: Like, for the performance.
2: you know, or <laughs> Just for the story.
1: And I'll tell you that this the, the, the testament to this man's sexiness, Matthew Lillard is in that show, and I don't give a fuck about no. him. Shaggy Rogers himself <laughs> from the Scooby-Doo movie. He's a wallflower. I don't care about him. I don't give him. a fuck about him. Yeah. And that that takes a lot. That's like if Sarah Michelle Gellar was in that show, and I were like, fuck that bitch. Yep. No. So. Are you joking? Oh, it's so
2: good. You guys watch Good Girls. It's, it's good.
1: I heard someone talk about once that... Good Girls, Claws, and Big Little Lies are all the same show from different socioeconomic backgrounds, and I was like, "Hmm, huh. Claws is very theory. good. Please watch that show too. That's a really good." One. Yeah, I haven't seen that. That's with like Niecy Nash and stuff. Fantastic. Okay. Of Niecy. <sighs> what an icon! Are we had our number one. Yes. Got our number one. Okay. This one surprised me. I didn't expect it to be my number one, but like it makes sense, and it's um Flynn Rider from the Rapunzel movie oh, tangled.
2: I love him. Tangled one of my favorite uh, movies. Tangled,
1: tangled, I think is the better of like the newer Disney movies. I think it's better than Frozen. I think it deserves way more like clout than it has. Mm-hmm. What's interesting about Flynn Rider is when they designed his character, this is really funny. They it, the producers called every woman in the office into like a boardroom and they were like, "What makes a man sexy?" <laughs> and they put it up all on the board and they were like, you know, like build hair eye color and they called it the hot man meeting. And there's like a whole sh- <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> oh yeah, there's like a whole like thing about it on YouTube because it was in like the extras on the DVD. But they decided that like the ideal man kind of has a bigger nose. And I was like, "Gee, I wonder why." hmm Um he's got some floppy like romantic hair, some hazel eyes, and they made him a brunette because most women like brunette men, which I really need to know where that comes from. I have no idea. Um I mean, it is, and he also has like a more slender build Mm -hmm. compared to some of the like Disney princes of the past. So it's a pretty interesting study and just like what women want. Um, Some of his bad traits, I wrote wanted criminal, grand theft, treason, impatient, bad hairstylist. (laughs) Um, But those are the worst. Like he's not committed mass murder. Like he's not, (laughs) he's not a bad person. Mm -hmm. The reason he is committing the crimes that he is, is for other reasons, like for some fairly justifiable ones. Um, he does tend to lie a little bit but like not in a way that's different from like most men I think Um, (laughs) we've seen this show before we've seen this show before ultimately he's very dreamy he's romantic and generous brave loyal all of these things that you want I think in a man and I think once he realizes that being a good man is what Rapunzel needs he does that for her and I'm like yeah absolutely Um, a funny story this is actually one of my like main character moments in my life um, I want to say Tangled came out my junior year of high school or something like that. So I was really into it. I thought it was cute. Um, when the, I was a senior, my boyfriend at the time, he printed out all these like wanted Flyers, like Flynn Rider wanted flyers and gave them to all my friends. And throughout the day, they all just would hand me these flyers. I was like, what the fuck? And at the end of the day, my last block, he showed up dressed like Flynn Rider with like a <gasps> tiara and he asked me to prom. It was the cutest
2: oh my thing ever.
1: It was so cute. I still this think about cute. it. I was like, "That way to go. Way to go. Wait, man. that's
2: adorable. Yeah. that was. How did I get asked? About?
1: That was like in the era of promposals, which are crazy, by the way. But
2: mine was mine was still cute, but it wasn't that cute. not was it? So I had been dating somebody forever. At the, mm-hmm. I mean, like, four or five years at this point. And, um, or maybe three or four. And I pulled into the high school parking lot, and he had done, you know, like, the old, like, science fair billboards? Mm-hmm. He printed out all the pictures of us. Wow. And then at the top, it said, well, you had a problem with me, and he, like, put it in my parking spot. So cute. And it had, like, flowers. Yeah, it was pretty cute. Um, But definitely no Flynn Rider.
1: That was honestly one of those moments where I was like, I am the main character. You're like, uh. I deserve this.
2: Yeah. Well, and also, I want to point out that the scene where um, Rapunzel is watching the lanterns and he's watching her is, like, one of the
1: cutest things. It's it, like, so makes me cute. believe in love. It it's is so
2: cute. so cute.
1: And, like, that's what I'm saying. He's romantic. He got the boat. He, like, mm-hmm. set that up. He got the horse all the apples, you yeah. know? And he, there's, like, you might see where he, like, hands our little cupcake while they're dancing I just he's just very sweet Mm -hmm. and I want to kiss him on his little face that's a great one I would never have thought of that that's great because I think he's the sexiest prince that they've ever made in Disney and that's saying a lot because Prince Eric exists I like Flynn Rider better I I think he's sexier too and that's saying a lot he's like why can they never get my nose right oh my god (laughs) because you got that Adrian Brody swarthy looking
2: face bitch I would love to kiss it (laughs) let me kiss (laughs) now kiss (laughs) now (laughs) kiss all right. My number one you may have never heard of. Okay. Um, It's Conrad Fisher from The Summer I Turned Pretty.
1: I have never heard of him. <gasps> you need to
2: watch the show. Okay. He's okay. number one. He's number Damn. one. Damn. Okay, Zed. You just watch the show. Okay? Yeah. But this um show is based on, you can find it on Amazon Prime, by the way. I had a hard time finding it, but it's on Amazon Prime. But it's based on um, a novel series by Jenny Han. Mm-hmm. It's called The Summer I Turned Pretty, and it's the story of a 15-year-old girl named Isabel Conklin, or Belly, Mm -hmm. and her eventful summer vacations at Cousins Beach, where she hopes to fall in love. So the story is, every summer, the Conklin, so Belly, her brother Stephen, and her mother Laurel, stay in Cousins Beach with Laurel's best friend Susanna and her sons Conrad and Jeremiah. The series focuses on Belly's romantic endeavors as she finds herself in a love triangle oh, love with Jeremiah it. and Conrad, the two brothers. Is that not the coolest thing you've ever heard the two of? Two
1: brothers.
2: Can you imagine being that age and like, oh my gosh? I'll tell oh. you what. Two boys in my in my biology class threw punches over me in
1: the seventh grade, and I was a f- changed bitch it after changed that. The it changed the trajectory of my life. You get boys fighting over you one time, and you're like, oh, I'm I, that bitch, yeah. aren't I? I love your stories. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you're like, I am the main character, and I will show you. Actually, no, I'm not the main character because. I'm I'm already perfect and I don't need character development. I don't hey. need to change. Oh, That's right. Claim it.
2: So, Belly has had a crush on Conrad since she was 12. Okay. But he's always said he kind of only sees her as a little sister. Ugh. Which, like, okay. already kind of hot. Yeah. I mean. Right? For me. I don't know why. I um, write <laughs> Game of Thrones. But when they arrive this summer, I believe... I, don't, I think Belly turns sixteen this summer, so she comes and she's fifteen. But then over the summer, she's birthday. Mm-hmm. She turns sixteen. Okay. So Belly and her mom Laurel notice that Conrad is kind of behaving a little uncharacteristically this summer. He's usually like a star student, an athlete. He got straight A's. He was super kind. He was a football player. So like. Typical guy, mm-hmm. um, typical good guy, but this summer is different. Now he's a bad boy, and he smokes weed, and he's mysterious and withdrawn and moody, and he's like kind of tortured. Mm-hmm. Ooh, mm-hmm. weed'll do that to you. Swoon. <laughs> so, what more could like a young adult show ask for? I have no mm-hmm. idea. So, without spoiling too much of the plot, there are reasons for the reason con. There are there are reasons for the reason mm-hmm. reasons mm-hmm. for the seasons. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that Conrad is acting like this, and Conrad's not, in fact, an asshole, but he's just deeply, deeply hurting, and he's more sensitive than we give him credit for at first. And if that doesn't make him just off-limits enough for a young teen, like, I don't know what does. In one of the cutest moments between Belly and Conrad, Belly remembers a flashback where it's her birthday um, a few years ago, and she's having a big birthday breakfast at the beach house. On her pancakes, a young Conrad puts an infinity symbol made out of maple syrup on her pancakes and teaches her the concept of infinity and that it means forever and ever Flash forward to the current summer where Belly's turning 16, she finds out that Conrad has secretly bought her an infinity necklace as an ode to that younger memory. So he remembered. God, it's almost like when men remember one thing, we're like, (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, so Conrad, it turns up being sweet turns out to be sweet after all. And as a teen, like putting myself in belly shoes, summer's already a season of huge yeah. opportunity. Like we all thought we were gonna fall in love in the summer. Oh girl. <laughs> but how cool would that be to like grow up knowing you have a crush on the guy you're gonna see every summer and then you like, you turn up and he's like a little bit of a bad boy now. Mm. Would that not be the coolest thing ever?
1: Mm. You know, I do <laughs> do you remember that mm, kissing you guy? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a guy that I like made out with once at the beach
2: when I was 16. So, like, oh, you've had your own summer I turned pretty.
1: I reckon, but those are overrated because then they'll follow you for the rest of your life and be like, why won't you talk to me anymore? I'm like,
2: because James, you're weird. (laughs) We were 16, James.
1: Ugh. But you do feel like a little bit of a main character when you like grab a boy over the ice cream stand and you're like, oh my
2: gosh, let me tell you about I've had one summer fling in my whole life. Oh, how'd that go? And I never talked to him. But. No. I was at the beach with my friend Danny, mm-hmm. and we had just seen the Jonas Brothers. It was, like, the coolest of course, week of our of lives. Course, of course, And there was a, a boy about our age across the way from our, like, beach house, mm-hmm. and he would come out on his deck and, like, play guitar, and he was, like, just, like, dark enough, right, to oh. be, like, ooh, he's dark and mysterious, right? Yes. So, one day, we went down to the beach, and we, like, spelled out our names in seaweed, my friend Danny mm-hmm. and I did, mm-hmm. and then the next morning, we woke up, and he had put high in coral. Uh, <laughs> and then he came out on the porch and waved at us. Oh, my God.
1: It's literally... Okay, there's something so magical about being, like, a teenager at the beach with, like... Know, all the possibilities. Oh, my God. I've had so many fun times with friends and just, like, up to mischief and mm-hmm. stuff. And I, I'm so thankful that I have that, like, one story of, like, one little beach fling because it's so... Fucking cute. it is cute. I'd take my little beach bicycle and I would go back to the lighthouse where he sold ice cream outside of the
2: lighthouse. Oh, that's so cute. It was
1: fucking adorable. Yeah. Okay. And
2: honestly, we're having we're having fun out here without being euphoria type fun. Okay. Literally, nobody's doing drugs. You don't Nobody. need to be on Molly having threesome.
1: <laughs> you don't need threesomes. to be gang banging. No, you can literally just steal a kiss at the pier. Yeah, bitch. that's it. You're good. Consensual You're fine. one, really. Right. Oh my god. It's. Fucking insane. Anyway, even been Carl here.
2: Drogo knows what like, he sent us. Even Carl okay? Drogo knows,
1: bitch. <laughs> G- you know what? Get a bad boy, but don't get a bad. That's right. Boy, you know what I mean. Unless it's real. Unless it's real. <laughs> he can do whatever he, he wants. In the car, Elizabeth. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh my
0: god. Okay. I need to go watch that. Sorry, again. we gotta
1: go. <laughs> um, love you guys. This is a
0: long love one. You. <laughs> we'll see Bye. you next time. It has been so lovely having you in for our little tête-à-tête. If you have any further tittle tattles or salacious salutations, you may contact us on the World Wide Web at tenspodcast.com Or you may follow the ladies on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at TensonTensPodcast. That's 10S ON10S Podcast. Or via email at tensonspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, ta-ta and toodle doo.